Counting down in three, two, one. What's up, everybody? We are back. Welcome back to the Underground Culture Podcast. My name is Jake. No need for the OB if you know me. And as always, I got my illustrious co-host with me, Rodney, a.k.a. King. Say what's up to the people, bro. Hey, hey, how y'all feeling? How y'all feeling? We back again. We how are, you feeling, we bro? Are I'm good, man. I'm good. We, you and I were catching up on some things before we hit that record button. And mm-hmm. uh, life is uh, seemingly going well for both of us. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a lot that's going on. Um uh, some financial things that are, have been, uh, or that are taking place and have taken place for me at least. And, uh, things are on the up and up and, uh, it's going to be a good year for uh, 2022, man. So uh, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for this new year. What about you, man? Oh man, I, I've been good. I've been good. Uh, been having to re readjust a few things and I feel like I'm finally kind of, you know, getting reacclimated, um, from just kind of having to change my schedule. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and everything and kind of just make more time, but I've been working on a lot of different things, trying to, got some assistance from a friend of mine to let's um, go to build my uh to build a media kit up because okay I think it's funny I think I've um I never seen myself as a person who was more behind the scenes um at least in recent years but I guess right. so much of what I've done has been a lot of like uh like just producing and like things that are like structural and technical and things like that more than anything yeah because anytime I do jump out in front of the camera and do something focusing on me uh, people are always like, why don't you do more of this? Why? Like, and I'm like, I know <laughs> I, I've heard it. I've gotten all the things now. Yeah. And um, this year was definitely a, day, a year to lean into it. Yeah. And I think I've accumulated enough examples of the type of work I could do for myself and others um, that she kind of, you know, poured into me. It was just like, hey, like we need to. She was like, I don't, she was like, I don't know if you got a media kit, but you really need to get one. And I want you to yeah. uh, start drafting these type of pitches and things like that, because you definitely deserve to be right in line with so many other people who are literally just getting paid to live their life. I agree, uh, man. I agree. You're good at this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. And, I, and and like, it's funny. Cause I had, when she like said it, I really had to have a real thoughtful moment with myself of like, you know what, I guess I always have been that type of person before it was considered like an influencer before that became right. like an archetype. Yeah, yeah. I've always told people, this is what you can do for this. So this is yeah. <laughs> like, this is like this type of shit. So I definitely have always had that type of um, energy. And mannerism. So just seeing what aligns with me, seeing yeah. what makes sense. I and think you can create content around that. I think you were just doing what like you felt was right. You know what I'm saying? In yeah. terms of uh uh if you like staying behind the camera or staying off the mic and, and producing, I feel like that yeah. always sharpened your skills. Hell yeah. Um and um, you know, enticed you to do different things and meet different people and, and network. So I think I think you did the right thing. I think so um, too. Yeah, and you can see it too, like uh from the uh the brain, the beginning stages of your pod where it was tr- strictly audio and then like even the audio got, got cr- like more crisp mm-hmm. and then you and then you started videos and like the videos just get better and better and better and better so like things things are coming up in the, on the up and up for you as well man i appreciate um, that bro i appreciate yeah, man. that yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I got lucky. You know what I'm saying? I got you as my partner here. So uh, it just works out. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. we met, you know, what, 20, what, six years ago now? Damn. Yeah, years six ago? years. Yeah, 2015, that's crazy, bro. It's, it's, that's it's that's a trip. Up. It's that's really nice. a trip. Years be flying. Yeah, they do. Um, but all right, but let, let, let's let's hop into this convo, man. I want to get sure. the, the, the saddest stuff uh, stuff out of the way. Yeah, let's uh, talk about You know, it. with, the, with the, uh, the recent passing of Virgil Abloh. Yeah. Um, so I first heard of Off-White, what, 2014, I think, 2015? 
Something like that. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that was definitely um, around that time where it really hit, hit, you know? Yeah. If, yeah, if, I'm, if I'm it sure. was, if it was, cause I, I, I believe he was already had like capsule pieces and like, yeah, he was already designing things, for sure. but I think RSVP, I think he did some stuff with RSVP. Okay. He had some local stuff, uh, like pre, like we talking about like pre Joe fresh, pre fat tiger in Chicago. Yeah. Like he was really a part of that. Um, really, really early, um, kind of like streetwear style scene in Chicago with Don C and Kanye and all of them. Yeah. Um, and I, I just learned this. I didn't even know exactly, uh, because I thought he was like born and raised. Evidently, he grew up in Rockford, and he um, came. Okay, to Chicago. Hey, yeah. He came to Chicago and kind of you know got it, got in the mix of the fashion, um, yeah. the local streetwear fashion. But yeah, yeah, bro, uh, yeah, twenty fourteen. I think it was about twenty fourteen for yeah. Off White. Yeah. So Off White was was like, uh, man, as soon as people or as soon as it got you know reposted on Instagram and Twitter, yeah, like it took off, man. Like the remember i think it was a belt or if it was like overall straps and it was basically just like off white and it said it was like off white and black letters but the straps were yellow i think it was a belt mm. or, or like a bag it was dope and mm. uh, it was just different like vert like he i never really cared too much to like want to get into fashion or be be fashionable yeah but he made that shit sexy like he made it cool you know what i'm saying because like he he like strictly brought out the urban fashion and it kind of cross-pollinated with the uh the high-end fashion yeah and just made it look good and like yeah. sleek and simple he didn't try to over complicate things yeah um and then obviously he got into the sneaker game and that shit took off yeah. um but i was yeah i wasn't really like too I, w- I mean don't get me wrong i like to you know shop uh that's my favorite brand of all time but mm-hmm. but virgil's like uh, off-white just just his sense of style was was incredible mm-hmm. um so it's crazy, man. People like that are so successful. You know, you never know what people are going through, and then uh, they they keep something from you, and not that they need to exp- express that information. Um, exactly. But that's crazy, man. Like him and uh, Chadwick, bro. Like they they both had cancer and just didn't say anything. Oh, I mean, yeah. the only people that knew were their families. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, honestly, they 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 gave us a hell of a lesson of just you know. Uh, I think I see somebody tweet about it talking about like you know how they people had the perspective that they were suffering in silence. And I think um, yeah. somebody had came in and said, uh, well, not silent to, it was only silent to us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can imagine that uh, his uh, loved ones and the people who, you know, oh, shouldn't be in the know certainly knew, but it's all about kind of like having perspective. Like, are we going yeah. to be sad and mournful already while they still alive? Like, they're still here. Like, yes. Yeah. Are they unwell? Are they dealing with something? Yes. But which one are we going to lean into? Are we going to lean into the real reality of the situation that they are? Yes, unwell, but also still very much alive. Or are we going to already start kind of singing that, you know what I'm saying? Singing the Grave Digger song. And that's not, that's, I think that's why these people, specifically Chadwick and Virgil, did so much prior to, you know, them transitioning. You know what I'm saying? They, They definitely did not, you know, let up on the gas. Yeah. Uh, they literally, like, both of them literally, like, we talking about Virgil literally had a show just, what, a few days ago. Yeah. And then literally Chadwick yeah. Bozeman dies, and I believe the Five Bloods, what if, I want to say, and maybe one other piece that he the, was uh, in. The, 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 the one with the Bi- uh, Oh, yeah, Bi- yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. Ma Rainey's like Black Bottom. One. Yeah, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. So we talking yes. about, like, four, like, three to four projects that came out post death. So he was working, you know yes, what I'm saying? Yes. And um, that's incredible. And that's incredible. incredible. And, and his, 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 his uh, filmography is like 
undeniable. Like he literally came in, came out the gate playing legends. Yeah, and, um, and only played legends. <laughs> like, right, yeah, legendary characters. We talking about Thurgood Marshall. Thurgood talking about, Marshall, James uh, Brown, James Brown, uh, uh, Jackie Robinson, Jackie Robinson, <laughs> <laughs> fucking like, T'Challa. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it goes on and on. Yeah, even he was incredible. He, he was incredible. Even when he actor. played fictional characters, they were still very fucking epic. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Very fucking epic. Like yeah. you seen the Five Bloods? It's a, it's a trip. That's good. Like, yeah, it's definitely. Good you don't got to watch it too many times. It's good. That's, yeah. that's how good it is. Like, yeah, that's it's good. It's it. Spike Lee, man. That was, man, that was a good movie. Great, um, great job with that one. But, um, but Virgil, I think, um, I, I feel like the, they mentioned it on um, the uh, maybe um, two episodes ago on um, the Royal Mall podcast when they spoke yeah. about Virgil saying like he made streetwear into. A, a streetwear into something where it has to now be considered high end fashion. It has so to, really, yeah. So now you go, um, you can go into these uh, like these high end restaurants, and they see you in literally off white. They yeah. you, you pull up with the with the pea coat and a and a whole off white hoodie on <laughs> and some coat. fucking and some <laughs> off white ones. Um, yeah. And that's literally it's probably ten people in there who look just like you. So it's like yeah, you kind of kind of fit in. You know what I'm saying? We're definitely like, not about to turn you away. You got on. You got on. Literally the most expensive uh, item than everybody else in this damn room yeah. right now, even though you look the most casual. Um, so, I, I, in my personal opinion, I believe that he was the—I uh, wouldn't say the only artist, uh, but he was the the one that got got the uh, the, the the narrative across yeah. to the, uh, the other side of like streetwear and urban fashion is high end fashion. Now. It like, is, and like, and and he like I wouldn't say single handedly because he had a great team. And to be, and to be, you know, if we want to, you know, talk, you know, historical facts, um, what's his name? Uh, damn, I just had his name in my head right now. Uh, uh, the one that was, uh, the guy that was basically um, making his own or making, uh, you know, his own set of clothes or uh, for, for artists, you know, for rappers in New York back in the eighties and nineties, um, Dapper Dan. Uh, oh yeah, Dapper, Dapper Dan. Dan. Dapper Dan was the one that like, was like, I can make your shit look better than what you're making it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. he did that. And like, he did like, that. Like he made dope ass bags. He was fucking, he was doing cars. Like, he was making incredible outfits. And like, look where he's at. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with Virgil. Like, like so these, mm -hmm. these people that, that changed, literally changed the, uh, the narrative for streetwear are, well, you know, with, except with the passing of Virgil, like these people were running, you know, the, the creative direction of Louis Vuitton and Prada. And I'm not, not Prada, I'm sorry, Gucci. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. incredible. It is incredible because I think it's crazy when you think about it, even from a um when you think about it from a technical standpoint, like if we're talking about high fashion, innovation, all these different things, streetwear fits into mm -hmm. all those different categories because we're yeah. talking about being able to repurpose items that were meant for other things. Like just think about how workwear and yeah. um like military fatigue and mm -hmm so many different types of items that have a whole different purpose now being repurposed to be fashionable. Yeah. Now being entered, you know, like the, now we're directing those particular brands to make sure they're creating and tailoring their things to yeah. these things. So you have, now you have Carhartt that's doing things that they probably would never do. Like Carhartt, yeah. there's some things that Carhartt does now that they didn't ever have to do. Like this isn't even about work gear anymore. This isn't yeah, it was strictly like, like for construction work. Yeah, it's point. like, yeah, now now y'all getting kind of jiggy with it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You ain't had to make this. You ain't had to make this corduroy vest look like this. Yeah, I was just about to bring that that, that corduroy jacket. Is the shit. Dog. Yeah, like, you ain't got to I mean, make this shit like, this this jiggy. Ain't nobody getting dirty yeah. in this. You know what I'm saying? This a no hell no. But it's, hell no. it's things like that, um, and just a mixture of things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Being able to put 
um, you know, fitted on, you know, make it a yeah. fitted look right with certain, you know, certain mixture of things like yeah you can still wear a suit and tie and wear a hat still do this do that i feel like mixing these two things together or even just from a pattern and a color perspective uh it got people out of their own way you know and and actually made sure that you understood like there's yeah i mean i mean look at russell westbrook you know what i'm saying like look at the look at the 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 nba walk-ins whenever they're uh yeah when they walk into the dressing rooms yeah um this this is that's like a fashion statement now you know what i'm saying and none of that shit was happening before off-white yeah um you know what I mean? Like LeBron James was probably one of the first ones to like, like snap photos of himself. Besides Allen Iverson, of course, yeah. right? But uh, uh, or get photos taken taken of him while he's walking he was to the dressing room. Yeah, yeah. and like it's always some yeah. fly shit. And then Russell yeah. Westbrook, you know, is just I wouldn't even say he's outlandish, but he's very expressive with what he yeah. wears. Yeah, and there's some things that I like. There's some things that are just like that's too much yeah. for me. I agree. But but. But you know, like it doesn't matter what it is. He still pull. He, like he still rocks that shit. You know what I mean? Rocking, like, he be rocking that shit. He yeah, be rocking it. And, and all the NBA. And that's the funny thing. Like I think a lot of NBA guys, like they definitely have peculiar style. Some yeah. of them. Some of a lot of them. You know, a little. All of them. For the most part, it's a lot of them who are uh, pretty adventurous. I'll say. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I, I fuck with PJ Tucker. I think PJ Tucker's shoe game. And just oh, overall yeah. style be really killing shit. Yeah, he has the best. Uh, he has the best sneaker game. He has the best sneaker game. Yeah, and um, but it's, it's a. Few, but I think that's the that's the impact that I think Virgil yeah. has had. I think I just seen something yeah. where it was I talking think actually about, you really quick. Like you were talking mm-hmm. about speaking about PJ Tucker. Uh-huh. I think he was like the first one to play in off whites. Oh, you know what? That makes sense. I, yeah, yeah, I feel like he did. I feel like he did. Yeah. I feel like that was a, it. Was the one? I think it was. I think it when he, it was when he was with the Rockets. Which well, anyway, is, you were, that's wild. Yes. Um, but no. I, what I was going to say about Virgil was, um, I think he honestly, um, he, uh, he 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 honestly had an interesting message that I just seen um, about Off White. He said that um, he was like Off White being um, at the price point it is and kind of marketed to is marketed to. He said that there's uh, he said Off White isn't just this you know clothing brand. Uh, he was like obviously yes it's a fashion brand and um, but the price is what it is because the challenge is for you to make the alternative. Like it's yeah. for you to create the better thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's marketed to who it's marketed to. But if you feel like, Hey, like I want these styles, I want these type of flavor, but like, I can't yeah. afford my fucking $900 t-shirt and I can't afford You got to think about it too, though. Know like, like it's, it, it is, it is high end fashion now oh, yeah. in the beginning, obviously it was streetwear, but you got to think, man, like the people championed it that way. Like mm-hmm. the people who made it that like the people who believe in his work and the, like, they just like his style. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what drove the prices up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's like even even like even white people who just aren't like hip to you know Virgil's style or like what off white is, like those people would be willing to pay resale value. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's what they want. They they want to be part of the the culture. They want to understand it. Well, maybe not understand. They just want to be a part of it. Yeah. And um, and you see that, and like I I believe that's why like off white is it is like where it is like you know what I mean like the like what he's done with with the sneakers is incredible, and like uh, his yeah. off white sneakers, like those those Prestos, man. I've I, I've been wanting those for like two years now. Those white those white joints. Those are yeah, incredible. he he might have he might have just seeing just talking about his impact. He might have single handedly, you know, took the uh, resale market to a whole another stratosphere with that yeah. uh, with those you know Jordan retro re releases. Yeah, um, because it was just like. Like they was just so coveted, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They were quickly, quickly gone, so coveted, and um, and I don't know. I really, I really don't know what the future holds when it comes to just exclusive shoe wear. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, um, I really don't. I really don't know how that's gonna work. I feel like whoever figures out something, I've had, I've, I've given out um, an idea to one guy before 
who um he was just like he was just like yeah i mean it is what it is kind of just the wild west or whatever i was like i wonder if somebody jumps out and creates some infrastructure so that they could literally capture a majority of the market because a yeah. lot of people would want would buy these things they felt like it was more available yeah um, oh yeah but if it but people there's this um uh, kind of like literally insecurity because it's like, I don't know how to bid. I don't know how to get on StockX. I don't know how to get on Gold. I don't know how to get on yeah. all these things to just get a fucking shoe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm not a collector. I just want to wear these shoes. I just want to wear those. Like, yeah. I don't want to resell. I don't want to buy. I don't want to yeah. hold. I, wanna, I just want to wear these shoes. How can I just wear these fucking shoes? That's me, bro. Um, yeah. So it's <laughs> you're, like, you're I, describing I, me. That's exactly what yeah, I, I mean. That's how, that's how I be, but I just really don't be getting into it. I really don't play that yeah. game. I just it's too and, much, man. And it it feet, requires a lot yeah, of attention and my feet too big. So I know my shit's going quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I wear a size 12, maybe 11 yeah. and a half, depending on the brand, but never, nevertheless, that would be gone. So it's like, yeah. I can't even, like I just remember, I remember when the days was simpler. When if you had a homeboy who worked at Foot Action or Foot Locker, you was set. You was the one. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he was that mm-hmm. guy. You know what I'm saying? He was that guy. Yo, even that even with the Space Jam joints that I got, like uh, um, all I did was walk down Michigan and yeah. go go to the uh, the Nike factory, uh, the Nike uh, uh, the Nike store mm-hmm. on Michigan. I walked in. Well, I waited in the line for like five minutes. I walked in. And I was like, yeah. let me get a pair of, of Space Jams, ten to have. Boom, they had walked out right yeah <laughs> that's like, like that's all i want to do yeah. i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to sit on no computer i don't want to have to like yeah. click 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 and refresh and refresh and get my just money to find ready out you didn't get that shit just to find out i didn't get it just to find <laughs> out they booted me out just to find out they took my money you know they're gonna have to refund it because it's a weird thing and i'm not i'm still not getting the shoes it's like a whole bunch yeah. of shit and i see it all the time people complain about it every ivy park drop which speaking of fashion this, I, I actually will wear this new uh little little Beyonce Ivy Park drop with all this hounds tooth. You know, that's like, yeah, yeah. I would wear that. <laughs> but um, but that but it's like I'm not gonna play that game though. Like yeah. somebody else can. I'm not about to sit around and like camp out at my fucking Adidas or Nordstroms or wherever they're gonna sell this shit at. I'm not yeah. gonna do that. And I'm definitely not gonna camp out virtually either. Like mm-hmm. I just wanna be able to easily go buy the thing like yeah and that's I it get, i get you know i get it demand and all that shit but like at least in my head drop more of this shit like but i guess it's like because in my head i'm like how how that's how you know it's some some you know some underlying bs and this is me yeah. with my 10-4 kufi on right now yeah, yeah it gotta yeah. be some bullshit for yeah. you know for <laughs> all these big brands to like come out with these great drops of shoes and then never like continues to keep flooding the streets with more of them because then that would, that would make that's, the, that's the genius of it. Yeah. That would make the resale not so worthy. Yeah. If, if you know, just wait three, four months and they're yeah. about to drop these, just drop a whole new batch in all the stores again. So, you know, it is what it is. Cause I'm like, if they just, why don't you just do that for amount of seat, like a season yeah. and a half and get it, get it many, get it, you know, let people have as many shoes as they can. And then once you're done doing that, then you got the resale marketing. You got to just get the shoes that's available out there. But, I, so um, I think the the exclusivity between, uh, for Off White is is I think that's exactly what it like. The, that was the purpose of it. It was yeah, like only yeah. to release a certain amount uh, yeah. for each item that you create, and that's it. Yeah. And then like the resale value or the resale game is just going to do what it does, right? Yeah. But, but no, you're absolutely right, man. Um, I'm I'm the same way. I, I don't camp out like that. I just if I see sneakers, I like them. If I see clothes, I like it. I'm gonna go buy it. <laughs> and that's it. If it's it, and whenever I go to the mall, if it ain't there, I'll come back another time. I, ain't, you know, I, I just, I don't even, I don't like shopping. It's not for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but you know, yeah. Rest in peace to Virgil Abloh, man. Rest in uh, peace, man. Yeah, rest man. I hope peace. like that legacy is literally going to live forever. 
Um, yeah. I hope his family, you know, is is taking that time to to console and and uh, um, you know just kind of think back and reflect. Uh, but the people loved him. You know what I'm saying? So Virgil Virgil was a very loved individual. Um, so I, I mean I don't. Uh, really, I just really, I really do hope that the family gets what they deserve. And I'm not talking about just money, but you know what I'm saying? Like in the future, like proceeds go to them because that's who uh, hopefully he set it up that way. You know what I'm saying? So if he yeah, did, if he did have a family and kids and stuff like that. So yeah, he definitely had a wife and kids. So okay. yeah, that's real. That's real. But we, what we can do is we can pivot off, off this, uh, this heavy topic and, uh, and talk a little bit more about fashion, but from the show Insecure. Okay. Because Issa Rae is a fucking genius, man. I love her. Yeah, and she is. This season is incredible. Like it is. the first season was it's incredible. Way to go me. out. Yeah, but this thing, this season is incredible, man. Like uh, the um, I think the word that you can really define like insecure besides insecure is vulnerability, which is basically a synonym of fucking insecure, uh, insecurity. But uh, yeah. um, the, the the one thing that Issa Rae like expresses in that show is that she makes every single character vulnerable. It's fun. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, and it's crazy it is like it's so smart because like in the beginning you only know about her being insecure yeah and then you find out molly's insecure and then you find yeah. out the entire fucking team is insecure everybody, everybody. you know what i'm saying everybody and uh what's we the all, we all are uh yeah. what's his name what's the the character's name the light skin dude with the, with the, the hazel eyes uh, oh uh, nathan nathan yo his character is incredible because like is. he talks about his his mental his mental um incapacity at sometimes yeah um and then he talks about like how he was vulnerable with it and real talk, man, like think about this episode that we just saw, like how how hard is it to for a grown man to talk to another man about how he fucked up and how he's just trying to reconcile the differences? That's just not yeah. easy for us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We have, we yeah, have especially, especially, especially when it's something that you were it, it's it's always hard to claim the version of you that you're not proud of anymore. Yeah. You know, you're not you're not. You know what I'm saying? Because that's you, too. Like you can't yeah. you can't be like that wasn't me. Yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't mean to do that. No, no. I meant to do that when I did it because yeah. I was, you know, not in the best space. Yeah. But it's like, damn, how do I now make do with that? Because I got to claim, I can't be like, hey, just get over this because I ain't that no more. Yeah. I got to actually sit in that as if I'm still doing, as yeah, if yeah. I'm still, you know, because the impact is still there. I do believe it was a very vulnerable thing. And I'm glad that they are touching on it because that's the level of um, things. Even, even just how that exchange went with his cousin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the fact that Cause I, I I had I had opinions about it, and I I've, you know people came to me and said they understood. Like that's just what some people are gonna do. That's what some you know couples are gonna do. You know, just blame it on you know whoever it makes the most sense yeah. for the story or whatever. But I was like, yeah, but that's kind of a weird cop out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. oh, this your cousin. Like, yo, you want your cousin to believe your wife is the reason why you kicked her out? So now y'all, it's still gonna be animosity regardless, and which it was. Wow, yeah. you could literally have because he had all good reasons. It's like, my guy, I have children. You literally leaving in the middle of the night, leaving the door open, like it's a security risk. Yeah. Yeah. You, you had to go. You yeah. like you really had to go. And it got to hey. the point to where I had to make that decision for my family. Not, family. not because I wanted you to be out on the streets or wanted you to be, you know, in a hard position. Yeah. Um, it could have if it, if he would have made it a conversation of like, I want to get you help, or I want to figure we need to figure out something. Yeah. He didn't even because I feel like that's the thing. Nobody ever thinks about mental health first. They always think about a million other things like, right, oh, you, right. just need to stay, you just need to sit down and focus. You need to do this. You need to get out your own way. You need to do all these different things. While men, while your mentality is the thing that I feel like people get to last. It's like, hmm, 
I wonder if my bro is depressed. <laughs> I yeah. wonder if they, you know, yeah, yeah. ADHD. I wonder if they got, you know, some type of OCD or whatever it may be. Because it could be, it could be any of those things. But it, because they're so stigmatized, uh, those type of like just things, it really can fuck you up. No, it's true. I, I met this. I met this. Um, I actually, I actually met this. Uh, met this woman a, a minute ago, a few years ago, and I remember we were having a conversation um, earlier this year a few months ago where she was telling me how she discovered and discovered her diagnosis of um, ADHD. And she was just like, Damn. I'm in my twenties learning that I had ADHD my whole life. Interesting. And it's like, so imagine you've been doing things a certain way, your whole fucking life, not yeah. just thinking that you weird. And you might not, you might be very kind of, um, measured on like how much you allow for people to know that this is how you think and process right. things and do things. Cause you know, cause you know that it just don't sound right. Or you just don't yeah. believe people will accept it. Or you maybe have let a little bit out and they'd be like, what you do? What, <laughs> why do you do that? But she was yeah. breaking the shit down to me that she literally just because of social media, because of, you know, Facebook groups and TikToks and uh, Twitter and shit like that, people talking about it. Like yeah. she said, it was some woman who had this thread on Twitter maybe a year ago. Um, a, like a year or so ago, um, talking about like all these ADHD symptoms and all these like ADHD uh, kind of like things like light sensitivity and right. like a, a weird sense of, uh, of time, like just the way that they think about time. So many little different things. And she was just like, damn, like this sound like me. And yeah. so she went, got diagnosis. She was the, <laughs> the great example of a person yeah. with ADHD. Yeah, and yeah. she started to figure her shit out. You know what I'm saying? And so, and yeah, got, got on, you know, got meds, got all these things and became way more balanced as an individual, but more than anything, had way more self-awareness. Now it's not a, I'm weird, something's wrong with me. It's like, no, this is what it is. Yeah. And this is what I do for what it is. But if we don't ever get to the what it is, and we just keep on kind of, you know, pacifying it or throwing it away. How the hell can we ever really grow? How the hell can we that's true. exist in that's a good true. space? You know, that's a that's an interesting story of how like that person basically discovered for themselves that they had ADHD. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that's not an easy thing, first of all, to admit to yourself that there's something wrong with you. Second of all, this person was sounding like she was genuinely interested. No, like, she was, I mean, she, she, she's a brilliant, brilliant woman. So it's yeah. crazy that she, you know, like, like even had a struggle or even had like a, a, a any type of thing, but you could tell it was like, she really figured out a way to just deal with things because she still was very highly productive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like, her, man. yeah. So now it's like, you know, uh, she figured it out. She figured it yeah, out. That, and, that's um, what's up. But I, but I think the show honestly is like touching on so many different things. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's honestly presenting some of the best, uh, best television and best scenarios of just, showing how situations where both people can be wrong or both people yeah. can have a, a particular perspective that you kind of got to, you know, look into or just be, you know, or whatever. Yeah. I, I think I tweeted last week on this last episode, uh, seeing how it ended or whatever with, um, with Nathan and with Nathan and Issa just in, just sitting there looking at each other. Um, Insecure is oh, probably one of the one the last show, episode. Yeah. Just yeah, the Man. most previous is one it's probably one of the best shows that shows men being right the best <laughs> i That's feel like to put it yeah. i feel like when shows depict the idea that the man or the male character in the damn show is has the right or is in the right in some way shape or form it's usually yeah. very contentious outside in the real world when people talk about it was like that's bullshit he doing this he doing that that's not realistic da, da, da. it's like so many like plot holes that people poke into like yeah. whatever the stance is while all the men 
anytime they have some type of whatever it is they have, nine times out of ten, they like very much in their rights to feel the way the fuck they feel. Yeah. And I don't think that's depicted quite often. I think it's usually either real half-ass and it's like he kind of a narcissist or something, and that's why he just standing his ground or just dying on the hill of this bullshit. But for this, it's like genuinely like you moving too fucking fast. You but you've been all like Lily just yeah. last year you was with oh boy. Yeah. Now you finally you crying in my mouth one time. You talking about I love you next. Like, girl, like Yeah, he's like, What do you want from me? Like, yeah, I'm I'm here. And also, I had a bad day. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I had a bad day. Yeah. On top of all that, I had a badass day. And it's <laughs> like that don't even matter. You know what I'm saying? That like don't even when? matter. Cause cause it, 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 in comparison especially like in comparison of the things, it's not even to compare who's had the better date. It's just like, which one, who's bringing more pressure into the situation? You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like, what that's is why the, I uh, feel like he had, he was in the right. When I, I, I love that, that last part of the, uh, like that last like bit, I think it was like, what, maybe like the last five minutes of the show. Yeah. When, uh, you know, Nathan's just going in telling her everything that you just said. Yeah. But also Lawrence has told her the same thing in previous uh, seasons. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And and when Lawrence her and like she ended up she ended it with Lawrence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then she sees Lawrence and Condola um at the hospital with the baby. Yeah. Um obviously, you know, things aren't going well with them, with, or they're not the greatest between Condola and Lawrence. And I I I'm I'm not a parent and I won't pretend to speak like I know what it is to be a parent or yeah. how women should take care of kids, nothing like I'm it's just hard like uh because I'm only watching I'm I'm only speaking of this because i'm watching a show now and yeah. i've also seen it in real life yeah you know what i mean but uh you know when condola you know she starts tripping out about you know the the baby going with lawrence like i can understand where she's coming from it's just like bro like you can't be a part-time daddy you know what i'm saying like you can't just come in like i carried this baby for nine months but also lawrence is like man like i'm trying she's like this shit is not easy for me either he's like i understand you did the hard work but let me help you and she's not letting them help Mm -hmm. Right. So but you can't blame her, though. She, she's a single woman with a child with 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 uh, with someone she didn't want to have a child with. Yeah. And like now they're here. You know what I'm saying? So like it's very complicated. So they show that perspective. Like one thing I will tell you, man, from somebody who's not black is that I appreciate the like learning the black perspective. Right. Like. Uh, yeah. Like that's a student. It, not that black black. Like I'm, I see black people going through the same things that I'm going through or that I've been through. Um, but, you know, I don't really see that, especially like outside the black community, like like black people are really fucking smart when it comes to personal relationships because they don't express that shit. Like they don't mm -hmm. talk about that with anybody outside of the black community. <laughs> <If> you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> they do not, dog. Unless like they ask you a fucking question about it. Mm -hmm. I usually just stay out of their business for the most yeah. part. You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. with things like that. Yeah. Like you and I, like I know what goes on with your personal life because you tell me. Yeah. But I'm not over here, but like, oh, what's up? What's up, old girl? Unless, you know, I'm like you're on a date and I'm like, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. you know, I'm like I've seen you with your ex-girls before, you know, and, yeah. and they were they were great. Um, but we don't talk about that unless you tell me about it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, because I, I just feel like, I, I mean, I've I've talked about my personal relationships before, but I got to know that person. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, I guess you can say it's the same thing, but like typically you don't see that in the black community mm -hmm. coming from the black community. Let me phrase that. I'm sure yeah. you talk about that all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause you're part of the black community. Yeah. Um, so for me to see that and to see, to see uh, Molly, like I think it was season three when she started dating uh, Andrew. Yeah. I was like, Oh, because I feel like somebody like her, she would like specifically, I think they talked about it too on, on one of the episodes, how she like wants to be with a black man. Yeah, she did. You know what I'm saying, which is not a problem. Cause you know, I, I get it. And I want to be with a brown woman, but that's mm -hmm. 
that, you know, sometimes we just date outside our race, but she yeah. went like and dated an Asian man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I thought that was like, I thought that was an in- interesting perspective too. And she, and she had a so, good time with him too. He a was great a great time with him. Dude. And I think the crazy part about that was, um, I think the biggest lesson that you could take away from that exchange was really that Molly was with a man that she really wasn't ready to be with, that she really yeah. wasn't prepared to be with because he was patient with her. Yeah, he was he was very much patient. He was very much always on her side in public, but always letting it be known. Like, this is what I also think, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got your back. But also, like, I think you could have approached this differently. Very much. Um, So many, so many different things. And it was like she really couldn't handle the maturity and the uh, acceptance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because now now because I think that's the hard part for so many people. But to to speak to what you said first, I think culturally, I think there is this. aspect to honestly to to just blackness as a whole to um always i think i call it um the clean house just the clean house okay principle, you know what i'm saying okay. you haven't guessed over like my house might look a little disorganized right now but i'm gonna make sure if you ever in my house that is never that you never see it that way yeah. you know what i'm saying <laughs> I so it's like saying. Yeah, it's, yeah. This, it's this i think that's why you know and i think it could be a person to person thing but i do believe yeah. uh collectively a lot of people are like that. And no, you're um, absolutely right. I'd be the same way. A lot way. of people are like that. A lot of people are going to be, you know, keep their business to themselves until it yeah. makes sense to bring it out or, you know, spoon feed the world on what it is. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I just got married or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> but, no yeah. I mean, I mean, let's, let's, t- let's take these two guys, for example, man. Like, nobody knew that Chadwick Boseman and Virgil had cancer. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Until they passed. So, like, I feel like that's a great example. But, yeah. But, no, you're absolutely right. Like, I, but, you know, gen- genuinely speaking, you know, I feel like black and brown people are just, pride prideful as fuck you know yeah what I'm we like, yeah we yeah we don't yeah we ain't no reason for nobody to be in our business if, exactly. um, if you don't got to be in our business and, um, exactly. and i think that's a great thing that we do have we we definitely yeah. out of in terms of um similarities in terms of just culture in terms of yeah. just like how we like our food made we very yeah. much got a lot in common <laughs> so if, if i could like, here's what here's what i say about Especially with the food, because we, you know, we fuck up some food. We make, we yeah, at least we got, we got, we got, yeah. we got more spices than we got meat in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as the show, man, I hope uh, for me personally, because I'm a big fan of Lawrence. Yeah, uh, I, I just feel like his his character is genuine. Um, I I don't think that they him and Issa should end up, you know, together forever. You know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. think they got they got too many issues that Issa just can't get past. Yeah. Uh, okay. And Lawrence is like ready to move with, at least at this time, at this time in the character's life. Yeah. Um, but also, I don't think Issa should be with Nathan either. I think Issa needs to just yeah. be single, dog. And Nathan, yeah. Nathan needs, to, needs, needs to come back to Texas because L.A. ain't working for him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Go back. Yeah. Go back to the land of big booties, man. Go back yeah. to um, I will say, I, I, I think there are, you know, selfish parts of me that would love for in some some weird world for it to work out for Lawrence and Issa just because I really did um really do enjoy their dynamic like that last season yeah um I had just heard that Giveon song uh world we created like yeah. probably like maybe a week or two before that episode came where they got back together and went on a date and then the, the thing ended in the next episode starts with them like all over each other, you know what yeah. I'm saying? All over each other over the couch. You could tell there's some time done passed. It's like, yeah. oh, they back. Yes. And it was world we created all over that motherfucker. Yeah. I'm playing in the background. I'm like, yes, yeah. I love it. But obviously, you know, condo. Yeah, but, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but but I but I, I feel like um yeah, I, I my prediction is that Issa is gonna be single. Yeah. Um Molly is gonna have a man and Lawrence is gonna be single as well, but he's gonna be yeah. uh because I think if we're looking at 
true progression of their characters from the first season to now. We're looking at um, we're honestly looking at Molly's only Molly's one of Molly's biggest insecurities that she has everything together but her person. Like she doesn't have a person to share all the things she has yeah. together with. So Molly really is the person who really wants feels like she's in a place in so many different ways to accept a person into her life. Issa yeah. really yeah. was already had a person but was insecure about her life. Yeah. So it's like she needs to get her life in order. So I feel like now she's moving. In, like she has a whole last business that's doing well. She has, you know, this like okay. big corporate partnership. Yeah. I can see a world where she's c- continuously getting more and more secure in the who she is and who and yeah. the type of person that she wants to ultimately become. And that partnership gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel yeah. like that's not a priority for her because I think she's hasn't been without. She hasn't been without love. She hasn't been without somebody wanting her. Somebody you know sticking by her side. Like if you look at every season to season, like. How how often has Issa really been like without something? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she, she went from Lawrence to Daniel, from Daniel to Nathan, and from uh, yeah, <laughs> had, yeah. had a little had a little spell, a little whole face for a second, dated around. You know, it was like very much. And even if she didn't have, even if she wasn't in a relationship, like within the time lapse of things, she still had friendships like with Nathan yeah. and all these other people. So she was pretty in a good place in terms of just support from a man, I guess. Yeah, um, no, that's true. That's true. I, 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 I would agree with that. And while I think Lawrence character, my man was on the couch, unemployed, uh, over felt like he was overweight, no haircut, no, no yeah. motivation. Now he's dreams. full. Now he's full blown. You know what I'm saying? Deep into this tech world. He's out here, you know, helping fucking, you know, these, um, I think it seems these like startup he, companies. Yeah. It seems like, yeah, he's definitely work, working with some type of like maybe venture capitalist company. Yeah. I think, like I think he's a like venture capitalist and yeah. he's like literally assisting, um, taking pictures from these bigger companies and developing them into, uh, getting them ready for actually launch. Yeah. And that's a great hell. That's hell of a position. So he getting paid real good for that. Yeah. So it's like, he's in the best space and place. Cause he's a, you know, big picture person. And so he doesn't really, he didn't really need relationship either. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because he's never really, he also too, just like Issa, ain't never really been without. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my man, my man went to, uh, went to motherfucking, uh, uh, what's the, uh, what's that, uh, was it, what's that uh, grocery store? Is it Ralph's in uh, LA? What's yeah, yeah, those are Vaughn's, Rouse, yeah. Yeah, he went to Rouse and fucked around and had had two white women on top of him by, yeah. by the time he... <laughs> I remember so that episode, he, that shit was crazy. Crazy, right? Like, just yeah. want to get some beer, and now and now, So look. fucking overwhelmed. Had no idea, like, what was what he what he got himself into. Right, that shit how, was crazy. How, you, how you go get a, a pack of Corona, don't pay for it, and then end <laughs> up with, you know what I'm saying, two white women on top of you. What a day. Um, I'm also, yo, I, I'm also, like, I'm super late to this, but I figured out in season three, I was like, oh, oh shit, that's Amanda Seals. Yeah, it is. I, I was so fucking late. I was so late to that. I was like, "Oh shit!" That's because like, I mean, she she's a really funny comedian. Like, she's she's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but because she plays this like uppity, uppity yeah. friend, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. I guess that that's the comedic perspective. It, it's yeah. fucking hilarious. Yeah, she acts well. She acts very yeah. well. She does. She it's does very good. Very good. It's very yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of people uh, think that's how she really is too. That's a real weird thing on the internet. No, nah, yeah. <laughs> but they're she like, they're like it, she's she really nails it. It's like no, that yeah, no, nah, I don't think so. I don't think that's nah, really her. her she's not uppity and snobby like that. I, I, I mean, I wouldn't know. I never met her in person. I would no, she just went to Columbia. She just went to Columbia. That's all. People who go to Ivy League schools or close to Ivy League hey. schools always come off a, with a little, you know, different air. You know what I'm saying? Well, she's mad smart. Yeah. Well, look, here, look, here, I'll get my predictions on the the, 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 uh, the three main characters mm-hmm. and we keep it moving. But uh, 
as far as Lawrence, I think he's going to end up single too. I think he's going to end up like with the Mac because he already like he has a massive project now with one of these uh these uh startup companies that he's, yeah. he's that they want to invest in. But I think he's going to yeah. have like a huge huge like something huge is going to come his way. With Molly, I agree with you, bro. I think Molly is very much in tune with herself. Yeah. Um, but she has a problem with a man that is doing better than her in terms of like her work and money mm. because she competes so damn much. And she also has a problem with the man that cannot keep up. So, yeah. she, so, so but that's she, why. Yeah. 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 I think that's why conflicted. in the last episode, it feels that's why it cements my prediction because I yeah. feel like her and Torian might be a thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, it looks like something's cooking up there, but it's like, he would be the best match. Cause he literally, you definitely know he makes enough. Cause he yeah. literally does the same thing you do. He's yeah. definitely just as ambitious because y'all always talking about how y'all battling for, you know, attention yeah. at the workplace. Uh, and he also is similar in terms of just his own plight, like trying yeah, to balance and, and, work and, and life and, and, you know, and having these real things happening and trying to keep it together just like you do. Yeah. And on top of that, he's black. And I think that's exactly what she wants in her life. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, that too. Yeah, that's so, true. Cause like super successful black man, very, very, you know, very well put together and just grab sounds like a great lawyer. Um, yeah, yeah. Issa, Issa, man, I, I know, I've known plenty of girls that do shit like this. They just kind of bounce around from man to man. And it's not like, because they're being a hoe. It's just, they, they don't know how to be alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. and uh, Issa Rae does not, well, let me, let me rephrase this. Issa D, excuse me, has no idea how to be alone. Uh, she's very insecure about her own life and or her work. But now she's on like the up, like, you know, she, they, they just did this fashion show that didn't go very well. Um, but um, she's getting her name out there and her own business. So her entrepreneurial skills are, are getting a lot better. Uh, yeah. But her personal relationship skills are trash. Like Nathan, Nathan put her on the spot when he had to. You know, Lawrence has definitely put her on the spot before when he had to. Um, <laughs> Daniel, Daniel was like, bro, like you basically took advantage of me. You fucking lived with me essentially for free. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like. Um, I, well, I, don't, I, I forgot how their relationship ended, but I can't remember. I know, I know it didn't. Damn. I know. I know it didn't end well. Yeah, um, it definitely, it definitely didn't end well. I can't. Yeah. I feel like she eventually just found a, found another place, but I can't yeah, remember just exactly left. how they. I can't remember how they like parted ways because I feel like I, forgot. I, I think I think it's because he told her like I think it's time for you to find a place. I think it's th I think it's time for you to move out. I I don't remember. I think that was like season two or something like that. Or three, yeah, it was. Um, I can't remember either. I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that yeah. before because uh, I think it's gonna be. I think the last episode is probably gonna be like the weekend after Christmas. Okay, uh, yeah, I feel like the weekend after. Yeah, I, think there's, there's one, I think there's one dropping tonight, right? Um, yeah, it's one dropping tonight. Yeah, and I think the last one is um on the twenty. I want to say the twenty six. I feel All like right. if Christmas falls on like a Saturday this year, I think. Um, yeah, you, might, you could be right. Uh, yeah, I think Christmas falls on a Saturday, so I think the twenty six is literally like the day. Um, so yeah, yeah. Kudos to us if we write, you know what I'm saying? I really, I really, uh, it's a Friday. We... Oh wait, no, my apologies. My apologies. That's November. I'm tripping. Let me go back. Uh, it is a, yep. It is a Sunday. 26 is a yeah, Sunday. Yeah. So I, I, I think, um, yeah, I, I definitely, I'm definitely going to do an episode. I love this fucking show. I think it's definitely one of, um, an instant classic of our times. We've seen our yeah. own thing happening. Great show. I can imagine that, you know, years and years to come, people are going to go back and rewatch and be like, oh my God, this show was a classic. Oh my God, you know, just, yeah, like yeah. We were, just like we were and how we still are about so many classic shows that still that still hold up. Yeah. It's a lot of shows <laughs> that, yeah, it might be certain jokes that might not uh, hit in the same ways because, they're, you know, we really moved away from certain things, but it's certain aspects of the shows or just the, just the overall, you know, 
combination of things that still yeah. hit. Yeah. It yeah. still hit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And um, and I love it. I love it. I do. I, yeah, I do. I've I've liked. I've enjoyed how they uh they keep they keep bringing in the uh the adversity that each character has to overcome. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because like it's 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 essentially like it's like a a true life story in, like taking place in the modern day world. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's yep. incredible what they're doing with each character. So. Um, I'm sad that it's going to end this season. I was kind of hoping it'd go a little longer. Yeah. Um, um, but it's a great show. I love it, man. It's probably one of my favorite HBO shows of all time. Yeah, um, I agree. But yeah, man, let's, let's, let's keep it moving though. I saw here that you had on um, the docky up, uh, dropped the Grammys. I will tell you that I did not see the fucking verses and I'm pissed that I didn't see it. Me, me, uh, me either. And that, I heard. So we don't got to talk about it long. Cause I, I just, okay. I just, I'm going to say, I'm going to say we, we can actually talk about that first and then just, uh, okay, let's talk about, about the Grammys. Um, yeah. So this past Past versus was um, Bone Thugs and Harmony versus Three Six Mafia, um, and, great I, and matchup, I think I, first of all, great great matchup. I, I think that was a great matchup in terms of just you know recognize you know recognizable um, yeah. groups, recognizable tracks. Uh, I think I think had MC been alive, it would have been UGK versus Three Six. That would have been crazy. Yeah, that would have been, been cold. Crazy. That would have been cold. But, shot, but yeah, but I love Bone. I love I love Three Six. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, I love them both. Uh, definitely biased. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In terms of who I wanted to win, of course. Um, but I think um, and I think that was the interesting thing about it is like living in the Midwest has really truly been um a a a, a life experiment of like um just how, how we think differently, how things are really yeah. different depending on where you are. Because I think when you live and you're from and majority of the people are living from a particular place, you can almost fill in the dots for so many different things. You can, yeah. you can, you can answer everybody's, you know what I'm saying, introductory questions. Like, oh, okay, you grew up in this side of town. You probably yeah, did yeah. this. You probably did that. You probably know this. You probably played football. Gotcha. You yeah. know that you can like fill in the blank. You know what I'm saying? And living in Chicago for as long as I have, I think I realized and I'm always reminded like, oh yeah, I'm not in the South no more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I'll see uh, certain people I follow or just see, you know, in the rumor mill or just see it on Twitter from people who happen to be from Chicago as well saying like, oh yeah, Bone got this, Bone got this. They going crazy. I'm like, really? Like y'all making it sound like no, I mean, y'all they're, they're, they're real, great. Real, they are. real landslide-ish, and I don't get how we got here. Nah, but I'm it, like, it, I get it. That's the perspective. That's yeah. the perspective. And if you only have gotten, you know, a limited amount of things, you don't have this. Because I do believe, you know, certain things you listen to at particular points in your life really hold an even deeper intrinsic value to you. Yeah. If you heard this shit when you were a kid, it's very nostalgic. Yeah. Kid. Yeah, shit like that. So it makes sense. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Cause I think I'm definitely um, very much, very much not like the deep cut guy when it comes to bone thugs, but I am with three, six. So it's like, yeah. this allies where my bias is, but I think um, I fuck with it. I fuck, I fuck with the, uh, I fuck with what versus does in terms yeah. of just bringing back all these different things. Um, I'm so glad fucking crunchy black was on stage. You know what I'm yeah, saying? That was crazy to see with man. Them. Yeah. With them doing yeah. the thing. You feel me? Was, uh, was Project um, Pat there? I don't know. I don't know. I gotta. And I know. I, I know he's in three six, but like he runs with that family. And, yeah, uh, yeah. He's Juicy J's older brother, so it's yeah. definitely he definitely be around like crazy. He definitely has done has been on some of their biggest tracks as well, um, and vice versa. So yeah, and and production and shit like that. Paul, Paul, and uh, Juicy J both made beats for Project Pat. And so, just really quick, what Project Pat needs to do is, is create his own like verse or entire like make his own song on Night Talk because like that that beat was hard. 
Man. And, and I, lo- and I love Project Pat, man. I'm so, he yes, makes so. like, he, like his, his cadence, the way he flows is incredible. It, it really and, uh, is. Yeah. So I, I hope, I hope like he just like puts a track out there. You know what I'm saying? Man. And you know what? I like really, I, like that's the, that's the thing that really be getting me like going. Cause it's like, I don't think I really realized how much I appreciated uh, a certain tone of voice and a certain like delivery of certain Southern rappers until, you know, we get into where we are now, where yeah. we have like so many more um, Southern rappers that are popular and like hearing certain things and hearing them sound certain ways and hearing them pick up on certain things. It always yeah. makes you feel good. You know what I'm saying? And make, and it's just, it, it feels like an evolution of something, you know, uh, like best person to, you know, bring up is, uh, is uh, like Isaiah Rashad. I believe, I think it was RIP, RIP, what's the name of that song? Um, I got it right R. here. It's R.I.P. something. He did. He did a. Uh, he actually did a remix with Project Pat and Juicy J, on the deluxe version of um, "The House Is Burning." Um, yeah, me. Zay Zay Diggity, man. That's that's my guy. I love Isaiah Rashad, bro. Um, the song is called R.I.P. Young. Young. Yeah, R.I.P. Young. Uh, yeah, he he got Juicy J and Project Pat on that thing, and that thing is it. It is so good. Just, the song was already great. The song was already great because I think he already has this very new age flow that's very reminiscent. Yeah, of um of them of who his influences are. You know, RP Young is incredible. Headshots is incredible too, man. Um, you Plains, feel me? Uh, Plains the uh, the uh, the um the 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 clothing brand. Yeah. Uh, they created a video and they used. Uh, I think it was. I think it was RIP Young or uh, or Headshots. I think it was Headshots. Yeah. Um, that shit was dope, man. It was just. It, it was like a dope concept, but. Um. Yeah. I, I. Again, you know, I love Isaiah Rashad. Uh. uh but Project Pat, man. <laughs> when he said, uh, um, what do you say? He's like, uh, uh, ain't a thing, do that chicken wing, got some cold teeth. Um, mm-hmm. fuck, I, I, I mean, I, I forgot the lyrics. It's been a long time since I've I listened to Project Pass for, um, uh, first album. Um, oh, yeah, at the club, trying to shake that thing, trying to get, get a piece. A piece. <laughs> yeah, chicken, mm-hmm. chicken, always into some dumb shit. Should have yeah. paid your light bill. You, you bought, bought an outfit. outfit. <laughs> Stay oh my god! Miami house. Yeah, Thank it's just that's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's like I mean, it's bad to talk about women like that, of course, but but I mean, it was just a it was just an, a, a comical hell, song, and it was hell of a story to tell. Yeah, and, and, and like that was such a childhood thing, like just being like children, knowing chicken head word for word. Yeah, bar for even, but bar. even even the even the, I think it's gangster boo, right? Yeah. Um, I sure did with your face drinking on that yak. Mm-hmm. Mouth full of gold, but your ass need some tic tac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you need some gum. <laughs> that's, <just> fucking, <laughs> fuck, that's fucking funny to me. You know what I mean? Like they just talk shit to each other. I don't yeah. want your phone number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. And uh, I, I had I had got into um I had went back and listened to uh, some old like uh, a ball and MJG. Oh um, yeah. They're coming out, they're coming out hard. I think it was um Pimps in the House is uh I think the song that I had, and it's just the beat on that motherfucker, the flow on that motherfucker is just so damn good. It's so damn timeless. It don't get old. You feel me? I remember and, when we were in high school and that uh You Don't Want Drama came out. Yeah. Incredible track. Yeah. Incredible. And so it's it's you know, it's it's it is what it is. I do believe that you know versus does a great job at you know highlighting. Yeah. Highlighting the, you know, the legends, people who should be highlighted. And I hope that, you know, um, everyone like streams the hell out of it. Hope they get so much from it. And, um, I know for at least, I'm not sure about Bone Thugs paperwork, but I know um, I know for for the most part that 3-6 owns most of their shit. <laughs> yeah, they do. I mean, I mean you got to give it to 3-6 though, man. They're Grammy Award winners. Like they they won an Oscar. Um, like that's a, like for the, uh, oh, wait, really quick before we, uh, um, 
keep talking about three six and and their incredible like musicianship. Uh, whoever is creating the uh, the score or the the soundtrack for Insecure deserves a fucking award because like that it, like I've discovered so much music because of Insecure. I believe um it's I believe it's been the same person every season. Um, Raphael Sadiq. I think Raphael, Raphael Sadiq, you uh, are incredible. Um, you yeah, Raphael Sadiq from Tony Tone Tone fame. Um, okay, well then, yeah. So Tony Tone Tone. So like, damn, that's a crazy nineties nineties group. Yeah, 90s, yeah, he's lead. No, yeah, he's from the nineties. Yeah, the lead singer okay. Tony Tone Tone. Raphael Sadiq is. Um, I believe he was the music director, the music supervisor for the first first. I know he was first two seasons, and I believe he's comes back every time. But I'm, I'm gonna read the thing. Credits, Issa, Issa uh, is, Issa has always been really fucking good with that. And I yep. think she, uh, they definitely, cause it's not even like it's a revolutionary thing for them to like playlist. Yeah. Their, um, playlist their, you know, theme songs for their uh, shows and stuff. That's not yeah. even something that has that a lot of shows have done that. I think it's the way that she did it and actually made it something for people to come to and like expect yeah. and even, um, creating music specifically outside, like in, um, in inspiration to. Man, something like, that she's done I, as well that, that's very like soundtrack like now you know and i think that shit is just amazing and now she literally has her own uh, record label so it's like she literally is a herself she's it's putting incredible. her own artist on there i think tiana major i feel like tiana major may be uh signed to uh radio and then somebody else i forgot her, i forgot her name um i had to go i have to go on um um on, so but yeah i, 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 I tell you like i found yeah, I found Steve Lacey uh, through Insecure. I found um, her through Insecure. I found, mm. um, I think it was Childish Major through Insecure. I found yeah. uh, Brent Fias through Insecure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I found a bunch of, like, artists. Because what, it came out in, what, 2016? That's when it dropped, the, the show? Something like that, yeah. So, yeah, like, all these artists that, uh, No Name, I think No Name was was uh, was featured on, on the, I think, I don't know if it was No Name or if it was. Uh, I probably so. I think she, I think Tele. The song from Telephone was definitely on um, the yeah. earliest season. Um, but yeah, I, I, there's a bunch of music that I found off of Insecure. And I'm like, this, mm -hmm. this whoever like scores, like, you know, does the uh, the music for the show is incredible. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, man, back to verses. Uh, so apparently there was a there was a um uh a confrontation between three six and bone. Um, uh, I don't know what happened. Uh there was like bottles being thrown or some shit. It was like oh, during, about this. during the performance. I don't know, yeah, or somebody pushed somebody. I don't know what happened. Uh but but I need to go back and watch. I'm a big fan of Three Six. I'm a big fan of Bone. Like I don't think, I, I I don't think I ever heard of like rappers singing before Bone. You know, Bone came out in the early '90s. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Easy. They're founded by Easy E. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, and they made music with both Pac and Biggie. Yeah. That's dope. Some of the few. Yeah, they in a very short list of people who've done that. Yeah. And like, I want, man, like when people are like, I, it's, it's kind of sad when people are like, you know, Kid Cudi put Ohio on the map. I'm like, nah, man, Bone Thugs did. Bone Thugs, golly. Yeah. Man. And, and then it's the same thing with 3 6, man. Like, like Tennessee. Yeah. You're like talking about rap. You're talking about rap. Yeah. Yeah. Tennessee yeah, music or Tennessee rap music. You know what I'm saying? Like, every time I think of Tennessee, it's always immediately 3 6. Hell you yeah. You know what I mean? I'm always playing like when the smoke clears or, or, um, crazy in the last days. Like, I don't, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, world domination. Like I used to have all those albums, man. Like, like even like the, the singles, like Juicy J's and DJ Paul's and um, I'm gangster. Yeah, you know, all, all these, all these art project Pat. I know project Pat's not technically part of three, six, but you know, he's obviously family with them, but I, I love that. Oh, music, yeah. bro. I, um, so again, same with bone. Uh, but anyway, anyway, but we can keep it moving, bro. Um, I got you. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's stay on let's stay on the topic of music because uh, right before we started recording, I started listening to this track that you had posted. 
Let's talk about that for a second. So, because it's incredible. Oh, you talking about uh, uh, the deep, the, the deep cut? Yeah, the deep, yeah, the deep cut. Yeah, the deep Man, cut is incredible. So, shout out to Masego and Devin. I believe it's Devin Morris. Devin Morrison. Morrison. Um, yeah. yeah, Devin Morrison um, for yams. Uh, this was a, a, a this was pre this was a pre Thanksgiving uh, release, and um, I think honestly it's gonna probably carry folks through the holidays. Just I think people gonna it's use good. this. It's a good fucking song. It's definitely a vibe. It definitely gives. It's warm. It's definitely the message is one that feels like a double entendre. Yeah, uh, it's great. You know what I'm saying? Can I get to the yams? Yeah, sweet <laughs> yams, and um, uh, yeah, it, it, but because it, it's like equally could be talking about you know what I'm saying that that you know some 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 type of sexual beckoning or yeah, yeah. it's money. It's like because I got bills to pay. Is the is, you know is the next few lines after so it's such a great song. Highly suggest everybody to play it and play it hard and play it long, play it loud, um, yeah, yeah. because it's really good and it's just a vibe. Like I'm, I'm trying to figure out another way to use. I've already used it as like the just like you know background to a clip that I posted about talking because I, I don't be liking the erasure that be happening with you know what I'm saying with Thanksgiving. It's like as soon as Halloween ends, motherfuckers are ready to start celebrating Christmas. And that yeah. shit don't make no sense to me. It's like there's a major <laughs> holiday yeah, yeah. in between the two. And it's one yeah. that y'all all celebrate. Like let's not act like Thanksgiving is like Option. That's probably one of the few universal, you know what I'm saying, yeah. holidays that we really all really take the day to so do something for. That, you know what I'm saying? So that's something that's something interesting you just brought up because on the Brilliant Idiots podcast, uh Taylor talks about um how she wants, like she doesn't think that black people should celebrate Thanksgiving. And and uh, Charlemagne was like, All right, he's like, Well then go to work, you know, on Thanksgiving if you don't want to celebrate it, you know what I'm saying? But like I understand that like where she's coming from, the, the whole genocide and I, I get that. I do. I, I understand. I, I get that. I get that. I get that. And I said that in the episode that I released uh, last week. Um, yeah, yeah. That ain't got nothing to do with me. You see what I'm saying? Like, they, I think yeah. when I, when I, it's kind of like if I do a thing, because I feel like everything that everybody outside of, you know, people who happen to be considered white within America does, yeah. there's a difference between them leaning into the reverence of something that's ultimately like has roots in negativity yeah. versus them doing it for their own complete different reasons. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. Like black people don't celebrate 4th of July because we are patriots. Right. <laughs> we celebrate 4th of July because it's a day off. It's a day to celebrate just being off. It's summertime. Let's grill. Let's shoot fireworks. Let's do all yeah. the things because we are together. Just another moment to kind of be together in family. Bro, I'm a, I'm a veteran and like, I celebrate... So, I celebrate the 4th of July the same way you do. You, know what I'm you see what I'm saying? So it's like, we ain't, we ain't out here. We ain't out here talking, sitting yeah. around the fire. Like, let's, t- let's tell the story of how the American flag was designed. <laughs> There's never like, any of that. And the same way when it comes to Thanksgiving, like we're yeah. not sitting around dressing like pilgrims, doing some reenactment and no shit like that. We don't get, we ain't probably only got maybe half, maybe a, a almost variation of what motherfuckers ate in that time. So we ain't even eating close to what they eating because they eat. Yeah. This is pilgrims we talking about, straight from Europe. So it's yeah, probably the best yeah. thing on them. Probably the best thing on the table was the corn that they was given. Yeah. So I, like, I get it, but let's use nuance here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I'm I, I don't celebrate Columbus Day. You know what I'm saying? I definitely yeah. believe that there should be way more reverence for indigenous people of America. But I don't think that that that's I don't think that that's people of color's responsibility. You know I don't think saying? so either. Yeah, I think we can acknowledge like we all deserve 
to support, lift up, and you know, bring more acknowledgement to indigenous people because it's such the 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 fact that it's such a few number when they literally were, you know, majority of uh of this nation at some point, it's like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like how yeah. how can you get whittled down to this like very small number that your voice is, isn't even heard or even yeah. spoke of when we talk about just general issues and just general things that we should care about. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like I get it. I understand. But when I say Thanksgiving, I'm talking about food and family. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Like Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday um, because I get to like, I'm such a like family oriented person. I like to be around my family. You know what I mean? And my friends like that, I consider my family too. So I get to spend time with them and we're just having a good time eating some food, getting fat and shit and and drinking or whatever it is that we're doing. That's it. You know what I mean? So um, that's how I enjoy it. She was, she was going off the rails talking about like, we need to change up the, the menu, like, bro, you can do that if you want. You know what I mean? You don't, yeah, you don't you have can, to make turkey. Me, like, I'm southern. My mama <laughs> might have, my mama might have made half of the Thanksgiving meals from between the months of motherfucking oh, August bro. and October. Just they might have been disjointed. They might not have yeah. been at the same time. But she made greens a month ago. She made yeah. two months ago. She yeah, made, yeah. Just because she felt like it have a long, like, so yeah. I've definitely had a Thanksgiving where we was like, let's not eat that. Like we yeah. can go somewhere. We can go to somebody's house if we want a piece. Go get some cake. Go get some caramel <laughs> cake. Go get a sweet potato pie. Yeah, but yeah. Do something else this year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I fuck with people who do the alternative thing. It's your day. Yeah. And also to let's 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 take let's take and reform and redefine what we want the day off that we get to be the day off that we want it to be. You know? What yeah, Because yeah. in my head, I'm thinking like that's what I've done already. To, to be grateful for your family, like for food, fun family and gratefulness i think yeah. those are great principles to allow for a day for everybody to just be in yeah, it so now i have to worry about going to work you know what you know i'm saying, saying? Like, like let's 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 give a day to be thankful for whatever we got it's almost end of the year yeah whatever whatever and then literally next month we're gonna show our appreciation appreciation for each other by yeah, like giving gifts. gifts and all these other things and you can yeah. put whatever you want to put on it i ain't telling nobody to be um to lean into any true reason for any holiday because yeah. the fact of the matter is like i said people of color have always redefined what them shits mean to us yeah we just have you know what i'm saying like every like labor day and, and best example labor day <laughs> labor day no one knows really why motherfuckers celebrate labor day yeah what's a day off we just <laughs> talks about the origins of what Labor Day is. We all just do our own things, no matter what. Yeah, it yeah. Is. people go out of town. It's motherfucking like fucking car shows and bike festivals yeah, yeah. and and barbecues and and three day weekend events. All type of shit be happening. Yeah, but why are we doing this? Because we just deserve a day off. Nobody's questioning the, the real roots and yeah. Associated. I'm not. I'm not gonna question that shit. I'm gonna take yeah, my day I off. I feel like Labor Day has something to do with uh. It might be maybe like farmers. Or some, I can't even remember, but that's the point sure. that I'm sure. making. Like no one questions these other things, you know, but let people have a day off. We honestly could use more of them bitches. Yeah. Use more days off, to be honest with you. <laughs> like we no, don't, this, like, we can, like the world we live in, we living in this remote lifestyle in a lot of cases. Yes. Yeah. People deserve to be able to rest. Yeah, that's just what I believe. We've seen it. It's exist in the world already. Yeah. Very highly functioning countries are taking fucking months off of work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's doing something this. mentally for them. You know what I mean? Like how they, they're uh, taking holiday and they gone. They like, oh, yeah, I ain't got to be back at work for the whole month of this month. And these yeah. are grown ass people not having yeah. to work with high paying jobs. Job, with high paying jobs, yeah. not having to work. Imagine the productivity. 
imagine how much people would continue to hold down whatever their responsibilities are with the, alongside this corporation if yeah. they know that y'all are putting their shit first you know but i don't want to get on no tangent <laughs> i don't want to get on a tangent no nah, no nah, you're absolutely right you're absolutely right because we, we we could go down that rabbit hole if we yeah, want to yeah but, yeah but, no. but to bring it back yams is a dope song <laughs> y'all should listen to that track it's actually go very good go, go stream yams god yeah so sonically it's just it's pleasing to listen to so y'all it should really check is. it out it um is. but uh let, let's take it down the street to the conscious corner man because th- th- uh, we've talked about this before um there's some things that obviously that you and i agree and disagree on when it comes to this uh this administration but yeah. for the most part i think you and i can both agree that these people are basically non-existent man to the, to the public Bing motherfucking bong. Uh, shout out to uh, Side Talk NYC, which is a new the new viral sensation. I think it's I think they consider themselves to be like the one minute street talk uh, talk show. Hey, um, that's dope. Based in uh, based in New York City, uh, I can't remember the names of the uh, producers and creators of the show, but they do a lot of cool you know content where they literally just a lot of talking on the street, man on the street type content. Let's do my research. And one of their uh, most viral uh, <laughs> clips. Uh, is kind of like a reoccurring um, person who um, considered who, who who calls Joe Biden Joe Byron. <laughs> like what you got, Joe Byron. What you got to tell Joe Biden right now? <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out to dinner. You know, you might you might have seen that. But um, he, this man continuously calls this man Joe Byron. Um, I, need, I, need, I need to do my research. I need to do, I need to look this. I'm gonna up. send I'm gonna send it to you. It's the, it's some hilarious shit. Okay, and, cool, cool. Uh, it's, it's very hilarious, but. My conscious corner statement is Joe Byron got to be the real president. He knows something we don't because <laughs> we ain't really even seen Joe. And I think what I, what I want to point out is like, I think it's interesting how, you know, we had so much, so much um, Trump content in terms of the media and the news. Oh, that a it lot. Feels that I'm, I'm, I'm still feeling like, and mind y'all, prior to him being in the news, I think he definitely probably trumps Trump, Trump, Trumps. <laughs> yeah, everybody, probably every president in terms of media coverage, he's probably broken records if we could probably quantify. Yeah, it. Uh, but Obama was also probably the prior to Trump, probably the yeah. person who had the most, of you course, know what I'm media attention because it was every which way. This is the first fucking black president. Yeah, they were people who were supporting everything he was saying, criticizing everything he was saying, all these things, whatever he was saying. So. Yeah. It was a lot more coverage. Like that, 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 that course. tan suit was a real scandal on the news. You feel me? <laughs> um, so they were they was making everything into everything. Yeah. Trump did a lot of shit that was actually noteworthy. Yeah. <laughs> that we need to talk about. Like this shit is what the fuck is this? What is yeah. happening? Hence why we, you know, talked about him so much. So now yeah. we're at a way more conservative point, a way more uh down, you know, way more relaxed. And um and older as well. Yeah. Of uh presidential uh cabinet that we have right now with Kamala and Joe Biden. They're very tame, very much, you know, cool into themselves. They're not these boisterous type of characters. Um, especially, you know, we're talking about Joe Biden, the former vice president. Yeah. So he already used to being pretty fucking low-key and kind of, you know, yeah. Himself. Uh, but also too, he's 70 fucking seven. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, old, man. I can't imagine my grand, I can't imagine, you know what I'm saying, my grandparents, any anybody's grandparents being able to just be outside all damn day, be, be yeah. working all the damn time, being seen all the damn time. And um, yeah, I believe he's the oldest president um, to date at this point. Yeah, um, you know, and he's in charge of a, a country that is 
essentially running the entire world. Basically. You know what I'm saying? Basically. So I think it's just interesting. My conscious corner is where the fuck is Joe? Um, I think there's some interesting news that we get about Kamala all the time, which I think she's kind of just like I said about Obama because she is the first. Uh, she's getting heavily criticized and heavily kind of, you know, um, yeah. covered, which I think it's okay to be that way if they're doing that to everybody. Yeah. If we're like qualifying that the vice president is important, has an important job where with some major responsibilities and we're covering all this shit, then yes, I get it. But there's been a lot of uh, press about like people leaving her staff and, and going to, to different teams, just going to different sides, all types of shit. And it's just like, yeah. I get it. I believe all, personally, you're never going to get me um, to, you know, pretty much defend politicians. Cause I think it's just, you know, Overall, it's truly legalized. It's like politicians to me, and this may come out wrong, but I think this is the best way to describe it based off of where we are now. Yeah. It's like professional scam. <laughs> it's like we're gonna we can lie to you, we can make you vote for us, we can take y'all money, we can tell you what we're gonna do with it and not do it. We can essentially have a job for our whole lives and you really can't do nothing about it. Yeah, we can change the rules so that we can stay in our jobs. So many different things happen when you are a politician. There's so much power given to politicians and yeah. there's nothing that really, that it feels like the people have control over other than us being able to vote, being able to position, but everything is everything. Like there's there's yeah. a way to, that's a roadblock to all those things because you still got lobbies. You still got all these yeah. other like things and levels of things that you kind of, that are protecting and holding up the infrastructure of the government. Yeah. So it's like, fuck. Like how think- the hell can we even switch up and change how this feels and how this is when you reject the people who are giving new radical ideas and trying to really shake up and shake the table of the government. Those people have, you know, they have maybe loud voices from a standpoint of how people feel about what they say and people agreeing with them, but how loud are they in the room? Are people yeah. actually looking, listening to them in the room? Like everyone knows who AOC is. Everyone knows who Rashida Tlaib is. Everyone knows who all this, you know, the new pack and these younger um, more progressive uh, politicians are. Yeah. But how much are they really able to get done in those rooms? You know, they are brand new, brand new into these mixes. They're only a few years into their, you know, into their, yeah. into their like big, big major political careers. Are they getting rejected a lot? Are they doing all these different things? And and lastly, now let's say something. I really just do not like the approach that Biden has as a whole, because he, we always knew he was a moderate, but it's just like we're getting to the point now, where what it's it's just insanity. It's just insanity yeah. at this point. There's this consistent thing coming from moderate Democrats where they're literally consistently telling everybody and giving the message out to everyone always that we have to work together. We have to cross the aisle. We have to you know do all these things to work together to get certain things done. And I believe that that is bullshit. Because why would you do that if the other side doesn't do it for you too? The only time the Republicans cross the aisle to do a thing is when they need something and they need your cosign. As soon as you try to do it back and return and try to get something, especially when it's major, especially when y'all really need this, especially when it might help a lot of people, that's when it gets the most resistance. So how is this a a trend? How is this a symbiotic, you know, type of relationship? Um, in terms of just the two houses of the government, the two different, you know, uh, sides of the government, I just think it's bullshit. Yeah. So we're going to essentially play nice while they're playing the most dirty 
And it's just it just feels like, you know, all this shit is bullshit. At the end of yeah. the day. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it, it, you still want to you, you still really do see these people as, quote unquote, friends or, quote unquote, colleagues and all these different things. And they're literally creating legislature that is literally hurting people's lives. It's yeah. really like making people's lives harder. So it's like, yeah, this is professional ass scamming. You out here can have a do a terrible job and still keep hold a job down and make so much money, and we are the ones who paying you for that. Yeah. Crazy as hell to me. Yeah. I mean, so the so being a politician or trying to become a politician, if you ever wanted to go down that road, I feel like for me personally, I wouldn't. Um, because as a politician, I would imagine that you just get pulled in so many directions. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're being asked to do so many things. And you, you, I feel like you would have to look at it from two perspectives. One, you have to look at it from your own agenda. Like, what did you say you were going to do? And are you going to do it? The second thing is, is who are these people that are asking you to do these things? And do you owe them any favors? Like, are they people that are going to keep backing you if you do this for them? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think that's, a, I think that has a lot to do with being a politician on top of making these decisions that are going to affect um, thousands of people in particular areas. Right. Hell yeah. Um, uh, I, I know me personally, I don't have the anxiety <laughs> or like, I, like the, uh, I wouldn't be able to cope with that, that kind of anxiety. That's too much for me. Um, they don't, the politicians don't get paid enough. Uh, not, not that, you know, they're not, they're not broke. They're, they're very, they're, they're good. They're well off, but, uh, for the, the amount of work that they have to do or that they're required is, is not, to me, it's not worth it. I can, I can be, I can make more money doing what I'm about to get myself into and not have to worry about setting any type of policies for the country. Right. So yeah, I'm um, just for my business. Um, but I agree, man. I mean, like Joe Biden has basically been non-existent. Um, the things that when he does come out of the woodwork, it's, it's always, it's, it's, it's pretty funny to see. Uh, and you're right with Kamala Harris too, man. Like her being the first, uh, first female and, and a black president or vice president. Uh, so any, any type of move that she makes that, you know, the media is definitely going to, to hop on it, but yeah. on both sides, like, you know, the, the conservative and the, the, the democratic side, um, they're going to obviously speak about her in different ways. Yeah. Um, but you know, she's going to get that exposure, that attention. Um, what we just, we just don't know what their agenda is. You know what I'm saying? Like, what yeah. is like, what, what's the goal? Like, what are y'all trying to do here? I agree. You know I mean, like, like Trump, Trump was like, we're going to close the border. We're going to do all this. And none of that ever happened, but we knew what the agenda was. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And with racist. Yeah. Basically <laughs> with, uh, with, with, um, uh, you know, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris is like, what, what are y'all doing? You know what I mean? Like, what are y'all doing? Like, yeah, what are, like, are y'all doing? And like, I've what, seen, like, I've seen things about like, them trying to set up Kamala to be um, a Supreme Justice. Um, okay, yeah, I mean, but I that, mean that's, that's, that's cool, but but it, but yeah, that that feels more like, well, how the fuck does that benefit the people? Like, okay, yeah. like nice. And to what know, is that? Nice to know that you don't want to, you maybe don't have aspiration to be president, but you rather be something that's still very a powerful position. Yes. Um, and yeah, I guess that's a great way to set yourself up, become fucking vice president to then become that because that's what you. Cause you know, on some, you know, gotta, gotta, when you, when you black, you gotta work twice as hard. So it's yeah. like the only way <laughs> you gotta have a vice president on your damn resume to then yeah. be a, a damn, um, <laughs> considered to be a Supreme justice. My, my uh, thing, but, I, but I don't know. I really, I, I agree. I don't know what the, the thing is. I do know it is hard right now thinking about like, yeah, they, they are presiding at a time in the middle of a pandemic. So majority of the majority of this first term, it's going to be him getting the fucking world in a better space. Yeah. You know, getting people vaccinated, getting more infrastructure, pushing infrastructure, 
Uh, so many different things have been halted and have to be readjusted and have to be changed. So many industries are still right now going through so many major changes. Yeah. Um, so many businesses reckoning with, oh, we may really may need to um, truly realize what does only remote work look like for yeah. us as a company because we weren't built on that. Um, and which means that we need better infrastructure in terms of fiber optics and Wi-Fi and yeah. all these different things. I, I'm the not Wi-Fi sure. Wi-Fi game's going to need to be stepped up. <laughs> yeah, it got to be stepped up. That means that the prices of it got to go down and also the, the you know, consistency of it has to go up. Yeah. Uh, but the fucked up part about that is that's ran by the whole oligopoly right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's this all yeah. like from, from Charter, Comet, uh, Xfinity, and maybe two, three other people pretty much control all of the damn um, Wi-Fi in the fucking nation. So, yeah. And they're just rationing that shit out um, based off of where you live. And if you live in the rural area, then you really out of shit out of luck. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's the thing. It has to be that now. Because I can bet, I can bet my bottom dollar that everybody is choosing where they want to live based off wherever they want to be. More than oh they, yeah, it's, it's it's no it's no longer the uh, like my job took me out there kind of. I mean, it could it could still it could, be it that. Could, it could still be that depending on what it is. But the fact that more jobs than not are anything that dealt with an office where you were in a skyscraper. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, you can do this shit remotely. Main if reason. All, if all if all it was was you literally doing some type of data processing and telecommunications where you're literally just on the phones emailing, yep. processing certain documents. Doing, we have so many things from cloud, from cloud computing right now, from being able to, like even IT. Like when I was working, when I was still working at Coyote, motherfuckers could ghost, the IT team could ghost into my computer because I'm connected to the, to the company server. Sorry. Yeah. And still fix some if I had an issue. So it's yeah. like, I really don't got to be up in this motherfucker. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, so in the rare exactly. occasion, I might need more equipment or whatever it is. Y'all can either send that shit to me or I could send it to you or I could pull up and to wherever it is. Like I get maybe having the space possibly to, you know, hold your equipment or hold certain things. But now we're, we're, we're talking about very small amount of space now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even talking about full-blown office buildings. We're just talking about maybe... A little smaller, yeah. We got maybe like a a nice little, you know, three three thousand square foot space where we got yeah. all the IT guys who come in whenever they want to. We got a few conference conference meetings, conference rooms. The majority of it is storage. Yeah, majority of it is storage in that motherfucker, holding our servers up, yeah. server farms, whatever, and keeping that shit cool and keeping it going. And some, maybe some important documents, maybe yeah. charts works out of there. Maybe they don't because they don't have to either. Um, because yeah, if, if if people in HR are gonna tell your business because they got all access to your business, they can do that at work or at oh home. man, it don't yeah, that I've seen, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, you know, working working in HR, I could, I could tell you, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, so um, it's like it don't, it, so it don't matter. They don't have to because that was always they could always make the excuse like you have to be there, but you really don't, you know. Yeah, yeah. So like, look, I, look, I agree with you in that aspect because like the main reason outside of being sick yeah. uh, when I was in Atlanta, the main reason why I left Atlanta was because of my job. I was like, man, I am not happy. It's like, mm -hmm. I don't enjoy this. I don't enjoy like the company. Um, the people that I worked with were great, but you know, like that, I, I didn't need to see them every single day. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, um, and I just, again, if, if y'all are listening, no disrespect to any of y'all, I just, I like my space. And mm -hmm. um, when the pandemic was coming to the States, like when it was, you know, when we knew what was going on and yeah. uh, um, essentially it, you know, it just it just happened like you know what i mean april time rolled around and or march excuse me and then we got fucking smacked in the face with the you know this crazy ass virus yeah um uh, 
that our, our president at the time fucking knew about. But that's that's a topic for another conversation or another time. So anyway, um, when I left, I was like, man, like, and I, I remember discussing with my director and manager at that time, like, this can this job can be done remote. Like, we're doing it remote now. Like, just let me go back to Texas. And they they just weren't with it. Um, so then I was like, all right, I gotta separate myself from this because this is not what I want to do. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't want to be here. Um, I'm miserable, you know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm just not that kind of person. So uh, the a job like that can definitely take a toll on you. Um, when you're working remote, obviously there are some, there's some negatives to it. You know what I mean? Like you don't have direct access to management or, you know, to answer, to have any of your questions answered, mm-hmm. but you, we figured that out in the process. You know what I'm saying? Like Microsoft Teams became this most effective tool that companies use to talk to people. Something that we're utilizing now, you're a thousand miles away from me. And you mm-hmm. and I both on audio sound, just like we're in the same room. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So um, I agree, like the uh, the direction that these companies are taking for, you know, working, working remote and uh, even when it comes to the legislation and changing shit like that um, mm-hmm. with the, uh, the, the 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 vaccinations and people having to get uh, booster shots, basically, essentially until we figure out what the fuck this virus is. Um, yeah, all of that comes into effect um, and it starts from literally from the top, but the top yeah. right now is basically non-existent because we don't know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, but anyway, man, um, the last one that like I, we can dive into this because this this is a great this is a great topic you brought up, um, and I'll let you I'll let you introduce it. Uh, but I, I do want to I do want to say like like the people if you're not if you're not um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say well versed, but if you have not uh, done any type of research on this, please do continue, bro. Um, yeah, the hot take of the week is uh, the metaverse is the the next era of technology, and this ain't even a, for, of the week. This is like of the damn decade at this decade, point. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, we we um, have been getting way more um, way more information week to week um, in the past few. Honestly, pr- basically the whole pandemic, um, a lot more has been spoken to in terms of just cryptocurrency, um, just with the emergence of people actually paying attention to the stock market. Uh, people actually, you know, paying attention to cryptocurrency and realizing and trying to learn, like, what is this? What is this? Right. What I would like for everybody to understand, you know, just like when it comes to cryptocurrency, these types of conversations are going to continue to happen. People are going to say things like, well, this should seem fake. This should seem like a spook. This should seem da 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 this, that, and that. I want y'all to know something. That cryptocurrency, cryptocurrency specifically is no different than what money is to us now. I could show you a dollar and I could show you, a, I could show you what a dollar looked like and show you what a 10 looked like, show you what a 50 looked like, show you what a hundred dollar bill looked like. Right. All, the only thing different about that is what we have assigned to their value. It's a agreement. It's something that we've all from a philosophical level say, if you hand me this, this is what it's worth. When it's literally the same thing from a literal perspective, it's just the same piece of paper. Yeah. yeah. That's it. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yeah, it yep. might got different words on it, got different letters, got different, you know, inks, got different imprints, got different little strips and whatever in it. Nevertheless, this is piece of paper. Yeah. So when it comes to cryptocurrency, it's about the value that we assign to these things. And it, I think that the best and most um, more more beneficial and the biggest difference factor is it is the decentralized nature of cryptocurrency. Yeah. Um, is that we're not truly bound to this one singular type of currency. Um, and I think that that's something that we really, really, really um, need to get into because that if we see it as something that if we keep attaching ourselves to the old ways of money, so the wealth gap will increase. It's going to already increase in a stupid way. Um, yeah. 
So I really need everybody to just understand, like, you're going to keep having to ask, answer these questions of like what the metaverse is, what all these things are. It's, so it's, a, it's an ever developing thing. Yeah, it's ever developing. We're literally creating the world. I think people consider the metaverse to just to kind of be this um, VR just game. Like, I'm not even a gamer. Why should I care? And it's like, it's not a game no more. This is real life. Yeah. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. It's, it has real life happening. It's going the metaverse will not just be places where people can quote unquote play. playing a game will be the one of the probably the smallest factors. Yeah. The metaverse. Um, playing a game was the introduction to what a metaverse, like the, the metaverse, like uh Sims was an introduction to the metaverse. Shit, you can even you could even like make an argument that you know it's a game, but Grand Theft Auto was an introduction to what the metaverse could be. Not saying that people are gonna go out and start robbing people and shit like that and yeah. crazy things, but yeah. But no, it's so, open world doing what you want. Exactly. Um, living in this living as this avatar, which I think, you know, will have some interesting implications in terms of just appropriation and, and racial course. shit. Cause I, I can imagine people definitely jumping out because they now can make themselves look like whatever. Yeah. And being them choosing to be so many different things. Not even just racial shit. I think it's gonna be some genderisms. It's gonna be a lot of different shit. Oh, yeah. Happening yeah, with yeah. that. Uh that people are gonna really, it's gonna be very problematic at first. Um, I highly suggest for everybody, if you have HBO Max or any type of streaming platform that may have this, uh, to definitely check out uh Ready Player One. I believe yep. Ready Player One certainly um was on to something. I believe it's based from a book. Uh I believe Ready Player One is based from a book. And um, was adapted by Steven Spielberg a few years ago. It's a great fucking game, a great fucking movie. But it's definitely based on a game. But it's in the, even in this game, this is the world. And I think the difference between us and them is, I think, uh, unlike the Ready Player One world, I think we're gonna have um, way more, a way more integrated life with this t- sense of technology. We already are being already being driven to have wearable technology with us at yeah. all times. Yeah. Apple watches. Uh, Fitbits, all yeah. types of shit, and they're already increasingly, increasingly becoming even more valuable. Uh, I think it was, um, I feel like it was on an episode of, uh, of um, no, I think it was an uh, episode of uh, Breakfast Club when um, Iron Leisure was on, and they was talking about how uh, Apple literally, you know, has basically saved a man's life because he had an Apple Watch on. And yeah. it was monitoring his heart rate and they immediately yeah. called an emergency and they was able to get to him. Yeah. And he's alive now. Yeah. He fell, no, I think Apple, he, man. I think he yeah. fell out um, like hiking or something like that. Yeah. Uh, either way, it's like, damn, like kind of kind of hard to beat that. Like that yeah. same life. And I can only imagine, you know, how often it's telling people to stay active, get up and move. Hey, you haven't yeah. some drinking water in a minute. Hey, because it's going to get keep getting more and more intuitive. Yeah. Uh, the more and more we get into it and the more and more you information you give it. It's going to get more and more intuitive. That's how these things are going to work. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to figure out this uh, this uh, Apple uh, glasses or whoever going to have the glasses. Definitely going to yeah, be uh, Oculus. And uh, I know Samsung has their own thing as well. So. Yeah. All that bulky shit with the VR, that shit going to get a lot simpler. Yeah, that shit going to get a lot sleeker. You can just put that shit on and walk around with that motherfucker if you want yeah. to. And, yeah. um, and have this half and half world that you're living in where you're still in the metaverse but also in real and reality being yeah. able to interact with things i think it's going to be twofold yeah. because i don't think they want um i don't think that it, it it's beneficial to those the powers that be for the real world to dwindle in terms of experience yeah. and money that they can gather from that no this is just another way to get it yeah See, yeah radio didn't um tv didn't go away when radio uh radio didn't go away when tv was invented mm-hmm. tv didn't go away when internet was invented mm-hmm. Internet didn't go away when social media was invented. It's, it's continuously just adding on to these different tech booms. You feel me? Yeah. 
And I feel like metaverse is something that everybody needs to understand, figure out how they can be a part of it, uh, understand how the things are going to work. I think, yes, we're definitely going to move to some type of decentralized currency. I think these meme coins and these different coins that are coming out are going to find use cases. And they're going to be some also gunning for that top spot. Yeah. Gunning for like, no, we are the majority used uh, Bitcoin of this country or this global or, or the globe even. Yeah. Um, because that's where that's what we're capable of doing now. Like you can now, yeah. like unlike any other time, we can now possibly have the exact same level of currency as us to a whole another country. Um, that may be similar. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's, so it's the opportunity. The opportunity of it all is one that is is crazy and just astronomical. And even more than that, what I also predict to keep it decentralized is that it'll probably just be an exchange for the ones that have use cases like Ethereum and all these other coins that maybe already are being utilized for specific things. Yeah. I think they're going to just have exchange rates. Like if I got this much Bitcoin, but I need some Ethereum, some more Ethereum to go and purchase this NFT or purchase this, this digital, uh, this digital thing. Yeah. This is more than likely it'll be some type of exchange. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, so I got to pay, I got to give this much of my Bitcoin you know, this to get this much Ethereum. This is what the yeah. value of the exchange will be. Bam, bam. And I think that's what essentially what we'll have to be. We'll have to have awareness and already everyone will have a diversified, not only portfolio, but a diversified sense of currency. Yeah. Because you kind of have to, you know? Yeah. Um, I, man, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So get into it. It's virtual. So get, in, get into this um, sense of just virtual reality, uh, the metaverse, Web 3.0, cryptocurrency and NFTs go and start just researching the things like more than likely this is going to be a, the new wave right now. Some of the most valuable jobs I was literally just saying this early day, early this morning before I um, called you is um, I was on the phone. I was just like, it's crazy. I, I'm noticing how everybody who has a job with either an IT or uh, cybersecurity pretty much seemed like that seemed like the pathway to a great life. All those people, I feel like everybody that I follow that has that, they're doing really good for themselves right now. Yeah, man, because they have an understanding of it. And like, uh, I feel like- But, it, but it's the, it's, it's, they have the, all the things because those jobs automatically are remote. Those yes. jobs are automatically understanding exactly what it is and they're high paying. So yeah. it's like, you're getting a lot in that situation. And they're, and they're very simple, fairly simple because they're technical. So it's really just about- all right, this the issue, this the problem, okay, fix it. This the issue, this the problem, okay, fix it. Unlike, you know, having to have a a, a philosophical principle or some yeah. type of particular method. It's just literally understanding what this thing is and what the solution can be. It's yeah, not, yeah. it's not, it never will get too far away from you because it's it's a technical thing. It's like, yeah, yeah. Can, can it turn on? Is the power on? Is, is it plugged in? <laughs> like, yeah. it's real, it's real easy to kind of process and diagnose what the thing is. But, um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's just the thing. The thing is, like the metaverse is here, right? And yeah. uh, it's it's never gonna go away until it becomes obsolete. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere down the line, maybe one hundred and twenty, whatever, how many years from now? But um, you know, you're you're right, man. Uh, when Ernie Leisure made, uh, uh, made the uh, the Breakfast Club and they brought up um, Ian Dunlap, the master investor, like they talk about that. They talk about the metaverse. They talk about stocks, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But they they uh, explain the the importance of the metaverse. And um, if you if you dabble into it now, if you just do your research, uh, one of my one of the guys that I follow um, on Instagram is the Wall Street Trapper. And he talks about how he paid, you know, a couple million, I think, for for some property or some real estate mm-hmm. in the metaverse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like in the metaverse, is not somewhere you can just go just to go like in the movie Ready Player One. You know, when the movie, you know, you see how he's like 
the characters just like loves to race and they have these races, you know what I'm saying? Like they're trying to figure out, unlock this, uh, this key. Cause they're trying to figure out this, this one guy's that created the, the entire like digital verse, uh, universe that they're in. Um, he has like this hidden gemstone somewhere else. Right. So anyway, um, but Hill Harper one time was actually a guest on, on the earn your leisure pod. And, uh, uh, for those of you who don't know who Hill Harper is, he's a, he's a, he's an actor. Um, he's a author. Yeah. He's an yeah, author. Yeah. He's an entrepreneur. He's one of the co-creators of black wall street or co- co-founders of the black wall street app. Um, um, he's just really smart. He's an intelligent, uh, um, individual. Um, and he talks about how, um, each black, each black man and woman should own a Satoshi or a million Satoshis. And, uh, Satoshi is the, uh, the smallest unit of a Bitcoin currency. Mm-hmm. So it's like point zero 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 one bitcoin so for example one bitcoin would equal thirty thousand yen right so one satoshi would equal point zero 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 three japanese yen damn right so that's just that's to kind of put it in perspective now what he's saying is like each household or each person should hold um a million you know what i mean so if you and like and people so what does that transfer to in um in bitcoin then? Man, I don't even know a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> if, if, uh, one Bitcoin is thirty thousand Japanese yen, right? And obviously that's subjective Damn, okay. because it does fluctuate. Yeah, gotcha. Um, uh, I would say, well, if, if we're going by that math, so thirty, sixty, ninety, so maybe like four or five Bitcoins will equal a million mm-hmm. yen. Well, yeah. you know, I don't know if that transferred over to it into the to the U.S. dollar. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and also only- another thing that cryptocurrency can actually uh, present. Is because it fluctuates in that way, like the value yeah. of it fluctuates in that way, everybody's affected. Everybody. So Every, if yes. you have a lot of Bitcoin, yeah, you might be affected a little less than me. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. like if you had a if you had like if you had 20 Bitcoins and I had yeah. one, yeah, you, I would be more affected by the, the drop of a Bitcoin than you would because you'd still yeah. have which so is much still more very Bitcoin. Which, which is very much how it is in the world to a certain degree, but yes. from a, but the economics are way more direct. It's not a, a indirect. Yes economic situation it's like no you're feeling this yes and, and, and people yeah, yeah. and you're not worth that much today <laughs> and, and pe- yeah P- people who aren't privy to you know a cryptocurrency is like like they only think of the tangibles like you can physically hold a dollar and i understand you, you can't physically hold a bitcoin but you can use bitcoin now to buy shit that's what matters yes crypto.com came out with these crazy credit cards and by crazy i mean like crazy good <laughs> you know what i mean they have the, these great perks that come with these credit cards um, you just have to hold some Bitcoin. You have to hold Crypto.com's coin, um, and obviously have a good credit score. I think uh, to 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 get the card. Um, but there's different levels. To, like they have like different tiers. Um, it's it's crazy. Like this, like um, air travel. Um, like any every almost every industry is now tapped into the uh, the, the cryptocurrency space. Yeah. Especially like large banks, which as Staples they should. Staples Center has been changed to Crypto.com Arena. It's, you see what I'm saying? So like, like, like that's huge. That's 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 huge. That's, that's huge. You got to think like the uh, the uh, the idea or like the thought of a Staples is essentially non-existent. You know what I mean? Everybody buys shit on Amazon or online. So like the, mm-hmm. the brick and mortar is no longer a, ne- a, and, and, and a, ne- a, a necessity. And what a, and what a like symbolic way of showing that. Like what's, exactly. what's, what's like exactly these stores and shit y'all go to. It's it's yeah. We're in the yeah. future now. You're in so the like now, baby. For, for the fellas that are listening, man, this is great barbershop talk, right? Um, and I'm, maybe ladies do this in their in their hair salons, uh, or maybe when they're getting their nails done. But 
But for the fellas, like if you're like in a barbershop, like I was talking to uh, my barber about this. And we were just all constantly talking about, you know, the metaverse. And the guy was like, I don't understand the point of the metaverse. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, there's a lot that goes into it. It's just not just one factor. You know what I mean? Like people are going to conduct business in the metaverse. People are going to live in the metaverse. Um, we, I talked about space travel, right? Like <laughs> we are going to like we are going to need to do something. If we're not somebody that's actually working on the the aircraft or the spacecraft that's taking us to Mars, like what are we going to be doing in that in that time? You know what I mean? Like I I feel like that's the purpose of the metaverse is to conduct your business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hop into the metaverse, take care of your business uh, during the travel from Earth to Mars. And I know people are thinking like this dude thinks we're going to Mars. Yes. You know what I mean? A hundred years ago, we were barely like scratching the surface when it came to like our, the auto industry, automobile industry, same mm-hmm. thing with flying. Mm-hmm. And a hundred years before that, and nobody would like, people were still riding horseback. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So like, yeah. if you think, if you think in terms of time like that, like, like imagine, imagine the year, like 2021. Now imagine the year 2121. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what the fuck is that going to look like? Yeah. You things, see what I'm things, saying? Things are, we're going to, we're going to evolve. Things are going to get, and yes. become imaginary to yes. a certain degree. Cause I mean, that's, that's, that is where we're moving to. I do agree with you on that. Like a lot, a lot of like the way that we live is going to become obsolete. Like yeah. People aren't going to live the way that we lived a hundred years from now. And it's you not, and, it, and it's not sustainable in the same way. Cause exactly. like imagine, imagine if you can still get the intrinsic benefit and just whatever you need from a particular action within yeah. the metaverse. And now we don't have to worry about, having a whole business for such yeah yeah you know um it is what it is because it's 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 just a transfer that has to happen like yeah um but that's why i say everybody needs to tap in because everybody has to tap in because in terms of you know just the wealth gap right now it's astronomical yeah it's really astronomical it's going to get worse it's going to get worse because we're talking about something that is extremely extremely lucrative being yeah. the metaverse all these different things so people who are starting coins who are creating nfts um who are mining who are mining cryptocurrency right now everything bro so many different things there's a way there's a way to get in where you fit in i'm trying to figure out what the fuck you know what i'm saying I, I fit in for real for real because it's such a just buy uh, right it's, now it's a lot of, it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of things happening but um Set but like, I, but I, can, I can tell I can tell that you know there's a pathway for so many different creatives and so many different people yeah. to uh, make sure they're benefiting from the most from this um, because it, it feels very much like um, right now because it's the wild west to a certain degree that we can pinch off a lot of things that can genuinely be for us and be for us yeah. and be 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 beneficial to us forever yeah yeah um, when you're talking about just you know the idea of the way the blockchain works and how you can create a piece of art and forever get paid for it that is yeah. something that is revolutionary that is something that has never been done before where yeah. uh it's your your the ownership of your own ip has always been up for negotiation and now it's mm-hmm. pretty much locked in to always be yours yeah yeah um and that and that's multi-mediums you know what i'm saying there's people who have done this with albums musics uh, uh podcast all different types of shit yeah so um it's only going to steadily increase and um no, you're increase. not wrong man you're not and, wrong and, and i believe i believe people are going to be able to house this shit in their metaverse ass house <laughs> in, in a, <laughs> a virtual yes on this virtual land that they bought and 
and they're going to literally be able to put their NFT, the virtual versions, their NFTs all over their motherfucking virtual crib that they bought in their virtual yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. That is it. That is all. I'm going to have a dope virtual house. It's going to be, it's going to look nice. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I'm a, and like, that's the thing. It'll be in the virtual mountains somewhere. Ima- that's, imagine, that's imagine, imagine, you know, just all your dreams just coming true. Like you being able to fly yeah. being able to conquer, right. being able to conquer. Uh, Cause I think that's, what's going to be the thing. Like, I think um, it was, um, I think uh, Ian Dunlap has said something about like, you know, how people in the mental health space need to, you know, get into this, like how they need to lean into this. Cause it is, it is just that it's like, don't, you can't keep fighting saying that, uh, Oh, we we already are on our phones too much. We already addicted to screens. We already doing all this. And it's like, yeah, but they ain't gonna stop. Yeah, no, no, dude. There's there's, there's, not. there's nothing stopping it. And it's kind of like we can continue to try to fight the change, but trust me, it's gonna leave us in the dirt. It's gonna leave people real far behind. It's gonna leave you looking like you still got iPhone seven. So the way the way that I look at it, right? And that's, that's, that's a perfect example. Like, like, it's just gonna, yeah, be, it's gonna yeah. be like, oh, I can't. If you send still that got an you, iPhone oh, seven, dog. It's gonna it's gonna be looking very much like you got an iPhone seven and a Bluetooth. Yeah. No, like, yeah. Huh? <laughs> uh, hello. I cannot hear you. You gotta huh? tap your ear. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's, oh, it's gonna shit. look like you are so far behind. Yeah. And where everybody is and what to do and the, and to keep you up with the things. It's yeah, yeah. gonna be crazy. Look, man, and so. Here's 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 how I see it, right? I like I'm looking at time the way like like because I started to invest in like just the way that I I understand now how money works. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to look at time differently as well, right? Like now I'm not like a year. Yes, a year is a long time, you know, in retrospect, but in reality, it's not. Like this year flew by when you think about it. You know what it I'm really saying? Like, did. It really like did. a lot of shit has happened. Um, but the, the year gone the year has gone by really quick. Now, if yeah, you think yeah. about time like that, and you and you add in. 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. It's really not that long. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, like if you set goals for yourself, obviously you can achieve them if you just stay disciplined. But when it comes to to the technology, like we need it, you know what I mean? Because if we live, if we try to live like this a hundred years from now, it's not, it's not going to work. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, like how we want to be interplanetary and and travel between planets and our moon. Mm -hmm. It's, it's never, it would never happen. You know what I'm saying? People like, we need people like Elon Musk to, 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 to stretch the, the, the limits of our expectations, you know what I'm saying? And like to be boundless, essentially, um, this dude is landing rockets. Like, I, I don't even know how to explain that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, like when he talks about like what he's truly invested in, he's like, I 99 or 90% of the time I'm, I'm, I'm learning engineering shit. Like I'm always learning how to build new things. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking like, that's the kind of level that people need to get to, um, when it comes to like the metaverse, you know what I mean? To be full, to have a full understanding. Cause I fully don't understand it either, but that doesn't mean I'm not in tune with it. Um, but you could also find people that could teach you like earn your leisure. You know what I mean? Like th- those yeah. guys don't pay me to say anything, bro. I just, I've learned so much from them over the past year that I started a business. I got into real estate. I started investing into stocks. I understand what I'm understanding what the metaverse is. You know what I mean? I wouldn't have known any of that shit had I not subscribed to their, their podcast or just hopped on their YouTube channel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I would, it would behoove you to, to do your research on them. And, uh, uh, if you're interested in learning things like that, um, you know, sign up with them. And, you know, again, I would implore that you, you guys do your research on the stock market, the metaverse, uh, real estate, anything that you can do to not only make a dollar Hell but yeah. that where you can like take with you, you know what I'm saying? You can just like, it's just like this, uh, I guess you can call it like a physical or a tangible asset to your life. 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah. I, 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 I agree. I agree. I just really want people to um, understand that, you know, we all have to find where we understand where the world is moving and, um, and not be behind any more than we need to be. Right. Um, because that's the thing us learning about what all these things are now is because these things have been happening. Now it's getting to a point to where they got to tell us. Yeah. Cause now, yeah. now they, cause we're yeah. going to figure it out. We're going to, we're going to figure it out and they can't keep certain things away for too long because they need the, the public to boost yeah. it up, to, to be able to get the, you know, the earnings they can get from it. But the plans for these things have already been set in motion. True. These people have already been on on top of their things. They've already been ahead of the game. We play yeah. we've never really playing catch up with people who are already deep into the game. Yeah, yeah. So why miss the train? Why miss the train? Get on it and um figure out where it makes sense for you. I for do sure. understand, I do understand the uh the anxiety that people have around finances, money, so many different things. But I think the only way that we can really propel ourselves past that is uh seeing this shit as energy more than anything that's yeah. really it um cryptocurrency all these different currencies are very similar to um money is energy we all yeah. believe this thing is what it is so it, we we all believe this thing is what it is and i want you to think about the people who have so much of it why it keeps coming to them it just is what it is and um and we gotta get past ourselves and change our definitions of what money is to us mm -hmm. Um, so that we can continuously attract it to ourselves. Cause that's the point that really fucks us up because we've attached money to obligation, yeah. obligation to work, labor, toil, yeah. things you really rather not do. You, you would, everybody would love to just be given a million dollars. No one ever yeah. wants to work for a fucking million dollars. And that's, I think that's human nature. I think that's very smart as well. Like yeah. somebody just wants to give you a million dollars. Yes. Take it. Why not? Yeah. Um, like why not? Um, no strings attached. Take the money. Yeah. Um, but we live in a world where now we feel like we have to work, but we have to do all these things and we got to change our mindset on all those things. Yeah. We got to figure out a way to choose ease and also, um, but also change our, definitions of what money is so we can attract that shit to us. Money can be freedom. Money can be peace of mind. Yeah. Money, money could be grace. Money could be tranquility. And you want that shit all day. You want that all yeah. the time. So you want to attract that to you. If that's what money really means to you, you yeah. attract that to you. But if you make money just mean work and some shit you need just to pay your bill, then yeah, it's going to feel hard and it's not going to come to you that quick because you really don't like it. <laughs> so, so the, like you got you got to first together you got to manifest it right like the universe like will just will set you up if you if you take the time to do the research um now if you live paycheck to paycheck obviously that means you're putting more money out than you are saving or bringing in then you're just going to continue to do that and the money's just going to you're going to the money's also going to treat you that way you know what i'm saying it's going to be it's going to go out quicker than you can you can bring it back yeah but for those of y'all that are struggling financially man like that just are looking for something to to help you yeah, yes, earn your leisure can help. Um, but um look up look up the meaning of compound interest. You know what I'm saying? When you understand that, then you understand like why it's important to, to not only save your money but invest it. Mm. Um and then the next thing is if you're like for the most part, you know what I mean? Like so many people, especially of color, struggle with credit. Mm -hmm. Like fix your credit. Because once you once you if your credit is is all messed up and you need to, you know, you don't know why you can't get your hands on a credit card just because your credit is trash. But you know, when you fix your credit, man, it's crazy. Like it's powerful how like it's crazy how powerful credit is. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like once you have good credit, like these companies, these, these major banks will just give you credit cards. They'll just throw them at, you know what I mean? You'll get emails, you'll get, you'll get spammed. Um, you'll get, um, um, new letter, uh, newsletters in the mail, yeah. um, pre-approval letters, all these things. Like it's crazy yeah. how like it'll literally change. Um, so if you just like, you know, think about it that way, uh, and you understand like how money can actually work for you rather than you work for your money. Um, I promise you like life is different. So, yeah. yeah. But with all yeah. that being said, man, um, that's all I got for this week. What you got anything else? Nah, man, just, uh, follow yeah. me everywhere. At Kings underscore memoirs. Follow the simply King podcast. Everywhere. Yes, yes. Uh, f- uh, subscribe, like rate and share the shits. Uh, yes, follow the simply King pod, uh, page at, Simply King Pod on IG um, and Simply Simply King Podcast on um, Facebook. Uh, yeah, I appreciate y'all. And um, yeah, get yeah, man, it. yeah, do, do yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Jake Major underscore. I still have my my uh, um, real estate page, Agent J Two Ten. The the uh, Instagram page or the social media handles for this pod. I promise you are coming. Uh, Rodney, we're talking out, him and I were talking about how we're going to put some things together for the visuals. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that too. So, uh, but again, thanks everybody for rocking with us. We appreciate it. We want to, you know, at least come at you twice before, or maybe uh, one more time before the holidays or Christmas and new year's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you go, you going back to Tennessee for new year's, man. Or for yeah, Christmas? that's the plan. Yep, yeah. That's the plan. All right, man. Well, that, I mean, that was great. So, um, yeah, man. But until then, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, we'll see what happens next uh, in this crazy world and then we'll, we'll bring you out the news. Uh, but I appreciate everybody listening. Um, this is always fun for me for, uh, for, for us to do. Uh, but with that being said, man, this is the Underground Culture Podcast. We are out. Peace. Peace. Get out and get something. Don't let the days of your life pass by. You need to get up, get out and get something. Don't spend all your time trying to get high.